Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fine. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you cannot watch the show right now because I'm getting some bad news from C.J. Schaefer who is saying our video is not rolling currently. And boy, Chandler is upset. Chandler, you all right? Oh, I had an idea. Man, man, man. Every time our video goes down. Man, man, man. And we're only on radio. We can like play real songs, real music and stuff. We should break out the, uh, the karaoke again. Just like... As soon as the video goes down, hit a song, and we just start singing. So uh, maybe moving forward, we can do that. Uh, but CJ is uh, going to attempt to get that back up and running. Shirley, you seem to enjoy that idea. I thoroughly enjoy that idea. Okay. Well, uh, moving forward, we need to load up some songs to get ready. For some okay. reason, I've had the urge lately to go sing uh, karaoke Hold On by Wilson Phillips. I don't know why. <laughs> Do not kid yourself. I have that in my repertoire. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we need to uh, to knock that one somewhere. out at some point. I got it in here somewhere. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Well, you don't have to play right now. I know. Thanks for uh, tuning in today on this Thursday. We have got guests on the way, including the under-the-weather Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors. He'll join us coming up later on in hour number one. We will preview the east carolina linebackers talk about east carolina beginning practice on tuesday or excuse me wednesday day two today out on the practice fields we'll talk about that give you some camp news and notes with uh steven Igo from hoist the colors coming up later on this hour the big man on campus jeff nadu will join us to talk some football as we will preview the nfc west who does he like who does he dislike in that division we will talk about that a little college football as well with the big man on campus. Coming up at around 4.30, we'll uh, talk some high school football. Carter Varnell is the head coach out at Southwest Edgecombe. And uh, we have talked about a lot of teams on their schedule this year, including Washington, North Pitt, Farmville Central, and Aiden Grifton. Uh, we'll talk some Southwest Edgecombe football. Really enjoyed the chats with these area high school coaches as they get ready to get underway with their season in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll catch up with Carter Varnell, uh, who is a pirate. Uh, he'll join us on the show later on in uh, this afternoon. And at 5 o'clock, Troy D will be here. We'll get to some Mike Houston cuts that we didn't get to yesterday, talk some East Carolina football and more with Troy D. All right, uh, C.J. Schaefer, working hard. Working hard or hardly working. Chandler Honeycutt's here. By the way, football on TV tonight. Yes, sir. I, I need thank you. I appreciate that because um, I'm just having a bad day. Shirley, can I get some NBC uh, Sunday night uh, music? I assume the game is on NBC tonight. But to... thanks for uh, cheering me up there. Uh, well, first of all, video not working. What is wrong with you? 
I'm just upset, man. Look, you had the video that's not working. Yeah. That's upset me. Uh, but I had sour grapes already. Oh, today. no, you ate sour grapes? Yeah, dude, and that upset me. And then I have actual sour grapes. Panthers release their six-round pick from last year. And it's not just a six-round pick. It what? is the future of this program when it comes to a very important position on a football team that's where we're starting today is uh panthers long snapping news i just wanted to say that i was upset and it's because the panthers release uh long snapper thomas fletcher wow not a uh jj jansen guy that's kind of shocking which one was it that you needed (laughs) nbc sunday night football NBC Sunday Night Football. Yes, okay. I need it. In there he goes with my that camera. Veins, if you can mainline it. Uh, are we back, CJ? We're back on We're YouTube, back, on baby. Facebook Live. So Dang check it. us out there. Chime in. I had some Wilson Phillips already ready to go. <laughs> Next time the camera messes up. We're going Wilson Phillips. Hold on, karaoke. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, CJ's just too good at his job. He's just he's he works too fast. He is too good at his job. Yeah, that's something we always say about the Shafe man, <laughs> the Shafe dude. Coming up tonight. Raiders. <laughs> you all right? Taking on the Jaguars. Sorry. I'm good. I'm good. Hall of Fame game. Football's back, baby. Football is back. We made it. Now, it's not good football. It's not even. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Just like training camp doesn't matter. Tonight's game being crappy does not matter. Preseason doesn't matter, but it's back. We're going to be watching it. We're going to be breaking it down. Should we do a Bud Light pregame tailgate for it? Should we? Yes. <laughs> Should we do That a, might be the stupidest question you've ever asked. A fifth quarter call-in show. No. Okay. All right. Asked and answered. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Coming up tonight, we'll uh, we'll have football. I guess we'll have Tarico, Mike Tarico, Syracuse grad. And Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth, former Bengals wide receiver. And uh, no Al Michaels, so that'll be a little different. He is uh, on Amazon. He is on Amazon. With Kirk Herbstreet, That is just still weird to say. Very strange to say. Herbie doing double duty this year. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, we do have some news to get to. Uh, East Carolina and NC State. State! i tell you what. First of all, we should probably find out how many days we are away. We need to because I'm, talk about I'm very game. excited to uh, let you guys know how many days away we are. All right. Uh, well, go ahead and do the proceedings here. Hey, uh, Shirley, do me a huge favor. A solid. What I need you to do is to back that fat, fat truck of yours up. Back it up right now. Back it up! This is the ECU Football Countdown to Kickoff, brought to you by David Price Construction, run by ECU alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Give them a call today, 919-291-5532, or visit them online, davidpriceconstruction.com. For all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, David Price Construction Proud ECU Home Services Partner, Chandler, how many days away are we from East Carolina, NC State, Dowdy Fickland Stadium, high noon kickoff, September 3? Clip Brock, 
We are 30 days away. Oh, my God. 30 days away until ECU, NC State, the Pirates versus the Wolfpack right here in Greenville, North Carolina at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. It's going to be hot, but who cares? It's going to be back. Pirate football is going to be back in 30 days. People are going to go, oh, all week people have been like, I, I, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate the season starting back. I, I wish I, I wish we didn't have to wait till September 3rd. You don't have to wait. You know why? Because we're going to be partying like a pirate September 1st on a Thursday night here in downtown Greenville at the State Theater. Guess what I like to call it? What? I like to call it the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. You call it that? That's what I call it. All you right. can call it whatever you want to. You can call it the party of the year because it is the party of the year. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party is back in 28 days. We are going to be boogieing all night long to 80s music. Who's the band? The greatest 80s tribute band of all time. The Breakfast Club. Do you like breakfast? Awesome. The Breakfast Club is going to be there. I just wanted to do that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you did. Your passion, man, is contagious. Dude, I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. 28 days until we're just boogieing. I might be twerking to some earth, wind, and fire. Uh, That will be fun. So we're going to be partying like a pirate come 28 days. And in 30 days... We are going to bring you the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We talk about foot pirate football being back. We talk about the Pirate Radio football kickoff being back. We haven't really talked about it this much, but the Bud Light pregame tailgate is back starting at 8 o'clock on September 3rd that morning. I'm ready. I could do it right now if I had to. The fifth quarter is back as well. I'm ready to hear from you peoples. Everything's back. Everything is back. Football's back tonight. Football's back. Jaguars versus the Raiders tonight. Who cares about that? ECU versus NC State is coming in 30 days. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. Man, I never thought we would get here. 30 days. 30 days, dude. We were doing this. It was 125 days. It was 92 days. Could you imagine going back? How pitiful would we be going back on a Thursday and saying... We're, yeah. not, we're 92 days yeah, with the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're 30 days away, baby. 30. Get, get pumped up. 30 freaking days. Holy crap. Thank you, David Price construction. Thank you, David Price. And thank you, Chandler Honeycutt, for your passion, your service, your fortitude. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when I say it's like seven days away or whatever? Well, let's do some quick math here. We're going to have 23. We're going to have 16. We're going to have 9. We're going to be down to 2. We're going to be over to negative 5. And so on and so forth. That is how close we are to kicking this thing off. Man, when we get to the day that there's only two days away from kickoff, you know what that means? That means it's going to be the day of the freaking party. It's going to be the party of the year. The Pirate Radio football kickoff party. And guess what, folks? People are like, oh, I haven't got my ticket. Oh, I want to go. I need to get a ticket. How do I get a ticket? I'll tell you how to get a ticket. You go to PR927FM.com right now. Right now. Get a ticket for only, guess, get this. I'm going to say, hold on, hold on, I'll say it. This party, breakfast club, hanging out, getting to meet uh, like big time celebrities like us. Uh, uh, and a Clydesdale, you get to pet a Clydesdale. We don't make it too expensive though, so I'm gonna take off a little bit. I'm gonna say seventy five a pop. I think you're absolutely foolish. I think you might be the stupidest man alive for saying that. You are a dumb A double S. 
What the hell is wrong with you? Hell no, it's not $75. It's $10. 10 $10. Did I stutter? Did I stutter? $10 for a ticket to attend the party of the year. I don't know if I mentioned this, but it's the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Get your tickets today at PR927FM.com. Wow. Chandler Honeycutt is on one, and I like it. I like this energy, Chandler. I love being on one. You are on one. Josh says, can you imagine tomorrow we're only going to be 29 days away? Oh, my God. God, yeah, you talk about someone that could do some math. Josh Thomas can do some damn math. You know who else can do math? Clip the calculator Brock, according to Mike P. Nice quick math there. Clip the calculator Brock. I'll tell you one thing I can do, and I'll tell you what I could do at a young age, and that is my sevens. I learned how to multiply my sevens before I did my sixes, my fives, my threes, my fours, my twos. And that is because of the sport of American football where I knew touchdowns. 7, 14, 21, 28, 35, 42. What a success story. Keep it going. (laughs) So you want to talk about me doing addition and subtraction by seven and my multiplication tables by seven? Nobody can do it like I do. Nope. Nobody. All right. What was I going to say? I have not a clue. Oh, I know what I was going to say. We've got some news and on who will be calling the game, Chandler. That's important to some oh, folks. This is very there. interesting. So if you are not attending the opener, which uh, if you're not. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. Uh, you will hear on ESPN, Anish Sharoff, mm-hmm. who is a. Uh, the new Carolina Panthers play-by-play Veteran guy. announcer, very recognizable voice, does a good job. And you're right, new Panthers guy. Mm-hmm. So he will be uh, in the state of North Carolina and Greenville, calling East Carolina NC State. Lauren Sisla. Give me the Sisla. Ah, uh, sell the Sisla. <laughs> he got to sell the Sisla. She'll be on the sideline. And doing the color analysis for the first time ever. CJ, did you see this? Uh, oh, man. The Brockett ship. <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler is going to be on the call? Brock Osweiler doing his first college football game, as far as I know. I thought he was still like a third-string quarterback from somebody. Uh, he is a tall, handsome drink of water, and he will be on the call. He's 6'7". Let's look at his career numbers. Chandler, he has thrown, he did throw, 37 touchdowns, 31 interceptions, for four different teams denver three different teams denver houston and miami brock osweiler getting the gig and uh, he'll be inside town bank terror coming up september the third we've had some uh pretty cool uh announcers come through greenville into dowdy ficklin stadium uh, most recently i think would be pat mcafee on a thursday night oh yeah um but brock osweiler is an interesting one very and uh what an honor for East Carolina and NC State for it to be his very first broadcast. You're honored. You, you feel? I'm, are you privileged? I said, how? What about an honor? It is for him or us? For everybody. <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> for every living person out there who is going to be alive on that day, September third. And uh, man, I mean, we are. We might throw a parade. This is a, this is a huge deal to have. Brock I think they're Austin. bringing back the Clydesdales for that day. We didn't even mention the Clydesdales. Or did you? 
I did say a Clydesdale. I said you you were going through like different things. You were going through the list of things when you said seventy five dollars for a ticket, which is it's only ten dollars. Only ten dollars. But you were going through the list of things, the cool things that's going to be at the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party, and I did mention that you can pet a Clydesdale. You can touch a Clydesdale at the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party this year, so that's going to be exciting. The Clydesdales will be in town in honor of Brock Osweiler being here uh, on the color analysis for East Carolina nc state all right uh other news topics today we need to get an hv3 update on the buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by da buck da buck and uh chandler's all over this because i remember last week you were so excited about the wyndham and we had mully on yesterday talking golf and uh you and mully talked about it it's for seemingly 30 minutes on the show yesterday just ins and outs betting odds all of it right nope did not mention it one one bit <laughs> what happened to your wyndham excitement <laughs> i don't know it went out the window yeah mm-hmm. I, I i saw where you were going Win- there window um i was just more excited because it's in north carolina oh thanks, and Charlie. and you know i did see the announcement that harold varner would be participating and uh, trying to see what the update it is with Harold. All right, here's your Harold Varner update. He is tied for 103rd. Oh boy, right where they want, <laughs> right where he wants. Them. I will say this though, he has been. How many times has he had a rough day? One came back strong on Friday, made the cut, and ended up taking home a pretty paycheck. Problem is, when you're this far behind on day one, you're not going to win the thing. Uh, so it's not over for him yet. But he is one over through 11 which puts him tied for 103rd and the leader right now is uh wait huh huh who's leading huh huh shirley can you pull up the leaderboard for us because i can't this time i don't i can't see shirley um i can't see who's winning we need your assistance wait huh huh who is winning this wait what what does that say huh something's messed up here See if you can find the leader. Shirley, we're having an issue I'm, here. I'm working on it. All right. Um, <laughs> who is and, it? And, and, huh? Huh? And, and say his name when you find it. Can you say <laughs> His name? name is John Huh. <laughs> John Huh is in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by Sanjay oh, Ng. Your guy. M- you picked him M- one time in a pool. M- M- I got to tell you, I've never heard of John Huh? H U H. That is a last name if I've ever seen one. <laughs> I wonder, like, if anybody ever texts him and says, "Hey, we need your in- like, what is your last name?" And then he responds, <laughs> "Huh?" And they're like, "Your last name." He's like, "Huh?" They're like, "Your last, last name." name. Quit fooling huh? around and tell us your last name, <laughs> dude. Really, we need your last name. It's huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? That, right, that just- happened to a friend of mine whose last name used to be uh, Colette. And this was back in the day before cell phones and when you had to stop to a payphone. And uh, she was trying to call home and she was calling collect. She's like, a collect call. call. And she's like, okay, well, uh, can I have your name? Colleen Collette. Well, I know you're calling collect, but oh, wow. what is your last name? Colleen, Colleen Collect? Her name was Colleen Collette. Wow. wow. Sounds like a prank so, name. Uh, it's not a prank name. It's it's her actual name. Look, John is not responding correctly via text. Just give him a call. John, just tell us your last name. Huh? Huh? <laughs> your last name. Huh? All right, John. Huh? There's a woo. There's a Brandon woo. Where there's a will, there's a woo, I always say. Yeah, well, there's always, you can cheer for woo. 
cheer for ha cheer for woo cheer for aim do whatever you want to folks it's the wyndham championship and things are getting wild in greensboro north carolina so i just want to i just want to see what else what other names are in here huh <laughs> all right we need to get to a break because we got to talk to steven Igo from hoist the colors other big news today chandler's panthers releasing a why do you draft a long snapper and then cut him the next year i don't know yeah that's just stupid well I, I have to look it up but jj jansen has been the long snapper long snapper for the panthers since 2009 i know he's been to at least one pro bowl he's getting up there in age but that is the beauty of being a long snapper you can play a pretty long time in the league i want to say he's 36 years old um notre dame grad jj jansen big fan of jj jansen by the way no you're not uh no i am but i thought maybe that his career <clears throat> was coming to an end and the next guy in line the future at that long that long snapping position for the carolina panthers seemingly was thomas fletcher alabama four-time national champion uh maybe not four-time but at least he won a couple at alabama um he was a four-year starter thomas fletcher he was the future he was the guy to step in and be that long-time long snapper for the panthers not so fast my friends general manager scott fitter said hey buddy pack your things and leave you're cut you're gone you are worthless you are nothing and he was like huh and he said huh and no he, he said like, john huh is the leader of the wyndham Chan-. he said huh let's take a break charlie we'll come back when we return steve and i go hoist the colors under it's the so weather. disappointing I can't play Wilson Phillips right now. I know. Well, Turn the feet off. It's <laughs> called our emergency video off folder. Surely you need to have it ready to go for next time. Oh, I have it loaded up. Locked and loaded. All right, when we return, I go under the weather, but he's going to soldier through it via the Pirate Radio Live Line when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. You can follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head into uh, PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right. Shirley, you may have already seen this five hours old, maybe even older than that. But there are two things coming up that I think you're going to be excited about that I saw. I also will check out. And one of those is next Friday, August 12th season one episode one of a league of their own yes i am extremely excited about that that's gonna be cool be a tv series yes yes on amazon prime i believe and i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be tuned in i'm a big fan of darcy carden who was on the um the good place and barry uh which is also a good show so uh, looking forward to that also saw this on twitter for the first time today and again this might be old news but uh espn plus original series beginning august the 19th which is the following friday banana land it is a series oh about, about the, the savannah, savannah bananas. bananas yes that's yes. gonna be cool 
So I'm that really is uh, ESPN Plus original series premiering August 19th, Banana Land. It looks like a circus uh, poster. And I wonder, I guess it's like documentary style, but... Uh, that would be my guess. I mean, I, I know that they Or maybe like had, an inside look of the Savannah Bananas. It could be. Documentary style? Nah. Covered that. Yeah. Nah. Pretty nicely. Yeah. There is a third thing that's going to be coming up. It's not coming up shortly we though th- it won't be until huh? october huh huh it has to do with women's soccer oh huh huh huh, huh? The, he's still in the lead by the way the men's world cup no the women's uh not the women's world cup it's an ah, international almost i almost got me uh international friendly between the united states and england which by the way the lionesses won the euro cup not too long ago so this will be the first time that the two teams are going to face each other in Wembley Stadium, which, uh-huh. by the way, sold completely out as soon as the tickets went on sale. Nice. Wow. So it's going to be a massive crowd, wow. and I am stoked. I think it's October 17th is when uh, that game will be played. C.J. Schaefer, when does the World Cup start? It, it doesn't s- matter. Mm. It'll start in mid-November. Jeez, that is so weird. How more, many? more like the weird cup, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many stars can, do can they you have? Not turn your back to me. Sure. Huh. I'm sorry, what? How many stars do they have? What are stars? The stars a, on their jerseys that represent. Yes. If you win a World Cup, you get a star on your jersey. I don't know, Shirley. I'm an American. I root for all American teams. <laughs> if you don't, then why don't you freaking leave? <laughs> Yeah. How about you get out of here? I was asking how many stars do the Americans have? Two choices. Love it, leave it. Which one are you deciding to choose? Zero. Huh? Huh? How many do the women have? How many what do they have? Stars. What? (laughs) Huh? All right. So uh, that's all coming up. (laughs) I saw that. What'd she do? Oh, how many stars did she give me? I, 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 there was one, and I think he chirped because it was the bird. No, no, no. I I did this. I would not do that directly to the camera. Let's. I'll uh, drop an f bomb on the air, yeah, but I sure. won't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I won't do that. Let's keep it clean. Surely a classy lady. Uh, you know me. No hand signals. All just verbal. I abuse. just keep it classy. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Talk to Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Igo, how you doing on this Thursday, man? I've been better, Clip, but all things considered uh hanging in there doing well so uh glad to uh to join the broadcast yeah you picked a heck of a time to uh get sick for the first time in 2022 yeah and uh i don't know what it is about the opening week of preseason practice but for the last few years i've always had either something happen not sickness related necessarily but i feel like i've missed the past three years of the opening practice or it just feels that way for some reason um and here we are again so but uh it is what it is and you know it could be worse and looking forward to getting out to the field soon enough well uh we're gonna forego the igo intro song today because you might have to leave at any moment so i don't want to uh waste three minutes on that but when you're back in studio we'll have uh two new updates to the igo intro song which should get us past the three minute mark so we're really going places there yeah and, and- I mean, 
I'm just happy that you guys keep finding new ways to update it because I, I don't know at what point you'll run out of ideas. I mean, to be honest, you'll probably run out of ideas about seven weeks ago, but <laughs> it just continues. And, I had a great idea for yesterday, Igo, and you got so much going on that uh, I'm not going to do it today. But uh, if you were to join us yesterday, we were going to get one shot at it, one crack, live on the air. We were going to play the song, and then the next line was going to be you on the phone saying – um i'm not in studio and then that was going to be part of the song but again with you know i don't i know it's you got I, I don't want you to have to leave like in the middle of the song because slater's uh cussing you out or something yeah yeah it's all good and probably for the best that we skip it today all right well we will uh we'll talk linebackers in a moment but First, kind of, I don't know, general overall thoughts on fall camp opening up on Wednesday, day two of practice today. Mike Houston uh, spoke with the media yesterday, and it's kind of cliche season, although he uh, he brought up some names and, and gave specifics and sounded like he was really pleased, I go, with, with the ones. Like, I know he was asked, you know, who stood out on day one, and he mentioned – a ton of upperclassmen that came in ready to go, almost like there's a sense of urgency that, all right, this is this is a good year. This is a big year. Uh, this could be a big year for us. Sounds like day one, those guys were ready. You heard about Washington, the new corner, making a big play. So uh, Mike Houston seemed very pleased overall after uh, day one of practice yesterday. Yeah, I, th- I think he said it best, too. Like, you have to be careful what you say when your team is just in helmets and shorts. I mean, because – you know, in reality, yeah, it's a football practice, but is it really football at that point? So, but to to your point, he did throw out some names, some some familiar names, and then he also mentioned you know Marlon Gunn, a pre Washington, and some others that were newer names. Marlon Gunn, of course, being a freshman running back. So, I think we've definitely reached the point now where we talk with Mike Houston. If he's bringing up an individual's name, it's noteworthy because he doesn't just do that lightly. You know, he's going to do that for a guy who legitimately opened his eyes at practice or is going about things the right way and i think it's noteworthy so um but he definitely will be the type of coach that as they get more into pads more physicality more contact you know i think we'll get more information from him just because that's what he trusts his eyes and his coaches coaching staff they trust that the best as well but um yeah I, i think the last really the last year and a half and even last preseason, it just felt like, you know, Coach Houston is just so much more at ease in his press conferences. Not that they're going to go out and go 12-0, and but just that he's, he's comfortable and he's confident in the product that they have assembled at ECU over time. And I think yesterday was probably just another uh, affirmation of that. Stephen Igo joining us. Igo, one position group I want to get updates with you on every week, and it's too early right now to – probably lean one way or the other but but wide receivers we're going to talk quite a bit about that because it is a very interesting position this year where you've got some talent but a lot of guys who haven't got it done in the purple and gold including isaiah winstead who we talked to monday on the delcor players lounge he's got very high expectations for himself and i think mike houston mike houston last friday said he could be an all-conference wide receiver so the expectation is there from the coach and uh, from the quarterback too so I'll I guess I'll throw it out like this. So let's say Winstead, Ryan Jones, and I'll throw in C.J. Johnson just because he's known and has made plays here are the top three pass catchers in 2022. Who would you put at number four 
as we sit here week one of fall camp and this again this is something i want to update as we go throughout this preseason but who's number four on your list right now um it's a great question i i think you know just i have to be an easy pick because he's kind of accomplished some things in the past but until he does it consistently i think i see him more as a big play guy more so than a consistent down in down out option again i hope he Puts it all together this year, has a breakout season. But I'm going to go just based off some reports I've heard. Jalen Johnson, okay. the transfer from Georgia. I, I've just heard he's had a really good off season. He missed the spring. You know, he was actually here early, but he missed the spring due to injury. And, you know, he probably practiced a couple of times and then missed the rest of the spring. So he's a guy that he can play the slot, he can play outside, or probably play outside either. But uh, has good size, really good speed, can play special team. You know, he was part of the two deep at Georgia to start last year at receiver. And I don't know how many receivers on ECU's roster last year could have done that. You know, maybe CJ, maybe Snead. Outside of that, I don't think anybody. So the guy has talent. He's finally healthy. And I think he's got a shot to kind of fulfill that role as well. Speaking of uh, Tyler Snead, while we're talking receivers and a bit hypocritical of me because i say that all these videos in training camp which if a quarterback throws a pick or a touchdown it doesn't matter right now when they're out there wearing shorts and just tossing it with nobody running after them but having said that uh tyler sneed's been making some some highlight catches at steelers camp i go that i've been seeing on twitter uh that's awesome to see and hopefully get some preseason action coming up next week how about uh you follow the broncos how's uh jaquan mcmillan doing in denver you know there have been a few reports on jaquan looking good i think it was the first day or two of practice that there was a, a number of beat writers that tweeted about jaquan and his ability to you know break on the football make a play defensively and, and i honestly i google or twitter his name every day twitter search his name trying to see if anybody's tweeting about him i just don't know if he's not getting a ton of reps or what but I've seen very little up, updates since then. I have not checked today. Um, but it just seems like he's maybe not getting a ton of reps. It, it, that's not to be – or that's not a big surprise because Denver actually is breaking in a ton of new DB acquisitions. And so they're probably giving those guys a lot of reps. And I think Jaquan will get his shot in the preseason. But, you know, there's a path for him to make the team – I think the squad is probably more realistic, but if he continues to have a strong preseason, he's going to happen. Steven Igo hoist the colors joining us. Uh, you had Wags covering practice for you guys the last couple days, or yesterday anyway? Yep, yeah, he was out there yesterday just doing some stuff, social media. I've actually got three or four interns now, but they're all they're not coming back until mid-August. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I had a call on the old Wags uh friend wags of course he's now with on three sports but figured he wouldn't mind going over there and doing some, some ecu football coverage because he he did a great job when he worked for us i'm sure he enjoyed that jonathan wagner his name for folks that don't know uh helping out i go shout out to uh jenny uh cj glenn for the awesome pictures video they got for us at pirate radio yesterday the interviews as well with mike houston will be out there each and every day so you know follow hoist the colors follow pirate radio social media for all of that and uh it's an exciting time of the year i go we're fired up let's uh continue on with our position previews and uh talk some linebackers here on a thursday 
What's your favorite position? Loinbacker. That's cool with me. It's not my favorite, but I'll do it for you. All right, I go linebackers and a position that I guess I'll start here. So you, you lose Bruce Bivens, Aaron Ramsour. You lose a, a lot of snaps there, a lot of, you know, veteran leadership, just just knowing what to do and, you know, not having to, to worry about those guys too much as far as being in the right spot, doing the right thing. Now, I, I'll say from a production standpoint and from a leadership standpoint, you're not losing that much because Xavier Smith, Miles Berry have those same qualities. They've been here a while. I uh, count on them to to know what to do. So just starting there, if you, you say you lose those two veteran guys and you might be worried, but you almost got the same situation with, uh, with Barry and Smith coming in at middle linebacker. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we'll get more into this position as we go along, but I feel better about this linebacker group than I did the one last year, uh, specifically due to the fact that Xavier is going back to inside linebacker full-time, Miles is back. And really, even though he's a veteran player, we have to remember last year was really the first time in his career he was kind of a full-time starter. And there were some growing pains at the start of the year. He had been more of a special teams guy previous to that, and I thought he got better throughout the year. And they've gone out, they've added a couple transfers who have played significant football and done so at a pretty high level. They also have had they also have two guys who have been in the program now for multiple years, developing who have played a little bit. So. You know, really, they're six six deep at inside linebacker for those two spots. And, you know, I, I see really three guys that can play at each each position. And so, of course, Xavier and Miles are going to get more of the preseason hype. But I, well, my next question was going to be, I go, who should we talk about next? And you're about to get to that. Is it Jacoby Simpson, Taylor Jackson, or is it it's somebody else, uh, maybe a newcomer? Who's the Who's next on the list? Well, I mean, really, you can, you can talk about all of them because it's going to be a wide-open competition. But we'll start with Jacoby Simpson and Taylor Jackson because they're the guys who have been in the program. You know, Jacoby Simpson, coming out of high school, was the top 50 linebacker recruit nationally with Texas Christian, transferred out to Cisco College, came to ECU during the pandemic. So he's a well-traveled linebacker. He's been in the program now a couple of years. You know, I think really was challenged by the coaches this offseason to – you know, take the next step in his career from a mental, you know, preparation standpoint. Physically, he's got all the tools. He's like 250 pounds. He can run. He can hit. Uh, him and Xavier are both built like true linebackers, kind of like old school linebackers, you know, 250 or so. Uh, Taylor Jackson's more your athletic linebacker, 6'1", 220 to 225, can run. Uh, he's added to the significant mass though over his times at ECU and so I think you get a little bit more athleticism with him and those guys have been the program now three three years or so and it's their time to step up so I think you feel pretty good about that because it's not like you're asking a first year freshman to come in and play right away so they're competing for backup spots and they could eventually see starter you know minutes or start, starter snaps if somebody goes down with an injury. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. Just another example of a position that uh, has had depth added, and uh, and Mike Houston and the coaching staff uh, get a lot of credit for that. How about um, we talked Jeremy Lewis at the outside linebacker rush-in spot when we talked D-line, Igo, but I don't think we went much beyond Jeremy Lewis. So 
at that Russian spot. And, and Lewis might be asked to do a little bit as far as, you know, coverage. And he's not just going after the quarterback every play. I think that's his main objective. But how about behind Jeremy at that spot? Who are the, the guys to watch out for? So, really, the top backup to Jeremy Lewis will most likely be Nevada transfer Jack Bowers. And he's a guy who, you know, he produced at Nevada and was kind of a special team slash part-time player. He's going to fulfill that role again here. He came in in the spring. I think you'll see him play quite a bit to spell Jeremy. I'm looking at his headshot, by the way, Igo. It looks like he could be like a Watt cousin. Like not maybe not a, a Watt brother with JJ and TJ, but like a second cousin or something. I'm just hoping he's related to Kenny Powers, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be cool too. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, I think he's going to play. You know, Eric Doctor, Elijah Robinson are two other guys who've been in the program who, who are kind of depth there. Um, so, and I'm I'm kind of interested. And I don't know how they'll do this. You know, I didn't really talk about the other transfers they brought in, an inside linebacker who are uh, Chance Bates from Kennesaw State. He's a grad transfer, and he played for Blake Carroll. He's an all-conference player at Kennesaw State. And then also Mike Edwards from Georgia Southern, who was a starter last year as a freshman with the Eagles. So both those guys have played significant snaps. Mm. Again, they profile more as inside linebackers, but just try and get fancy and you know put – put some three three linebacker sets on the field and do they you know i don't know if they want to mess with putting xavier back at outside linebacker but do they put some of these guys in at different roles to try and get them all on the same field because all of a sudden if you're six deep at inside linebacker and three deep at outside linebacker i mean you got to find a way to get all these guys on the field which is a good problem to have yeah we'll probably see a lot of uh rotation at those positions this year i guess we'll save the gyra gerard stringer talk for safety i go even though we talked about it with blake harrell a couple of fridays ago it is uh a a hybrid position where they'll be asked to be in coverage but also sometimes come up and basically be a, another linebacker for the pirates yeah you know it's to me i consider them safety okay I mean, it's you can you can lump them in either way. I mean, really, they call them a stamp linebacker, but I think you see more of those guys in this scheme transition between safety and Sam than Sam and inside linebacker. So we'll we'll stick them with the safety. I think I had you ranked the position groups on defense last week when we were talking D line, uh, D line linebacker secondary. Where would you put the linebacking group? I think I would have. Uh, linebackers second right now you know i know that if, if i could it's funny you mentioned that. if i could include the sam in linebackers i definitely have the second yeah because i love the versatility that gerard stringer Jira wilson bring to the table um you know i like the number of options they have in the secondary and the upside but i just want to see how it all works out on paper like they got a ton of different guys they brought in the secondary they got some new starters set to emerge, but I want to see how it all comes together on game day. All-time favorite ECU linebacker, Igo? All-time favorite ECU linebacker. Um, got to be, gotta be Quentin Cotton. I mean, right. he, just, he played the game the, the right way. Pretty much any linebacker from that era, Quentin Cotton and Pierre Bell, though, they really stand out. Yep, I'm a big P Bell guy. And you all we do like the we did our most important player list just last week. 
and you don't know how important a guy is until he's gone right and when uh that three and oh well two and a half and oh east carolina team lost quentin cotton in that two lane game things went downhill and he's not a one-man show it's not to say that it runs the table but it certainly uh looked different without him on the field the rest of that season yeah he was uh he was a difference maker and you know i just remember how big and rangy he was and the fact that he could cover a lot of ground at that size it's kind of a true traditional middle linebacker so him and pierre bell man they just uh you know pierre with the neck pad yeah they brought so much uh punch that second level of the ECU defense and almost felt like if anybody tried to run it up the middle they couldn't get too far 50 and uh 34 i believe the numbers there i know p bell was 34 uh who's your favorite nfl linebacker all time oh man favorite nfl linebacker broncos have had some good ones throughout the years they they definitely have they definitely have um you know al wilson yeah he was a broncos great and you know, uh, I there was a game against the Raiders where it was a snowy game. Denver was wearing the orange jerseys, which they never wore back in the day. Or they, they never wore during this era. Obviously, they weren't back in the day. Um, but it was a Sunday or Monday night game, fourth and one. And I think it was Tyrone Wheatley or somebody tried to go over the top. And Al Wilson just stuck up, stood up in the hole, met him, and knocked him back on his tail. And I always remember that that image. He was a great linebacker. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, to watch when I was covering the Panthers, Luke Kuechly was just so good. Yeah. And it was it was honestly just like hard to hard to fathom how good he was. So I almost have to go just favorite linebacker to watch, Luke Kuechly. Stephen Igo hoist the colors, joining us as we continue on our position previews. We'll talk uh cornerbacks we'll split up the corners and the safeties because i got a lot of questions on these cornerbacks i go i know i think i texted you after the mike houston conversation last week about these new juco guys that are coming in with a lot of size what six two six three uh for those two guys that houston brought up that i was talking to you about so i think and we'll talk about it next week but that's another kind of like the receiver group right to kind of see what the pecking order is going to be a corner this uh fall camp yeah, because you start thinking about how many different options there are, and that's a good thing because when you, when you have some uncertainty, you want multiple options, lots of competition. And, you know, I just, I'll just i rattle off the names right quick. Obviously, you got Malik Fleming returning, but you also added Siobhan Revell and Fletcher Marshall as two Juco kids with the size you were talking about. You bring back Jamel Hickman, who's had a great offseason. You move Jawan Powell to corner. Um you also bring in a pre-Washington, the Buffalo transfer. They also added Isaiah Brown-Murray, a freshman, who had a really good spring. So you're talking about six, seven guys at corner, along with Malik Foreman, that have a legit shot to play. It's just a matter of who kind of comes out on top. And I think that's the one thing I do like about Mike Houston's staff is when they kind of have a hole or somebody to replace, they don't just count on – you know, they, they don't just say, hey, we got this one or two guys – don't get the job done. They're like, no, let's bring in five or six, just like they did with the defensive line, if not more, and say, let's see who wins out, you know, among these numbers, and then we'll know we truly have our guy. Stephen Igo, hoist the colors, joining us under the weather, fighting through it today on a Thursday. Igo will uh, will wrap it up talking. Uh, let's talk some Mariners baseball because not only do you have ECU fall camp to cover, the Broncos to follow and root for. 
you've got a Mariners team that is in a good spot right now, would be in the playoffs if they started today. Took two of three at New York, and they got the Yankees coming up again after a series with the Angels. I'm looking at their schedule. How about this stretch? for This could be it for, for Seattle. They've got Texas, L.A., Oakland, Washington, and then they play Cleveland, and then they got Detroit. I mean, you got an opportunity here, I go, if you're the Mariners, to take care of business here and by the end of August kind of set yourself up to to actually be playing uh, some postseason baseball this year. The best thing about it is September. The end of September gets even easier. So they have the uh, they have one of the easiest. I think they finished with like wow. They finished with Angels, A's, Royals, Rangers, A's, Tigers. Yeah, so, yeah. man, a very favorable schedule down the stretch. And they got they got absolutely screwed on the front half. They had to, like, travel to the East Coast like five times, six road trips or something. So, they're due. Um, their playoff odds, I think, are, like, close to 70-80%, much in part due to the schedule. The crazy thing is they, they took two out of three at the Yankees, without their three best hitters. Julio Rodriguez is on the I.L., Ty France coming back this weekend, and then Mitch Hanniger is on a rehab assignment. Once they get those three guys back in the lineup, which should be in the next few weeks, and the schedule comes, they should, knock on wood, be able to finish the deal. But Julio Rodriguez, is uh, he's the man. I saw the uh, the previous golden child went yard. What's that guy's name, Micah? Uh, Jared Kellnick. Yeah, he's back. Uh, how, how is he? You still got hopes for him? I guess. Yeah, he he had a really good run at AAA, and I think he'll probably get sent back down just because Hanniger is an outfielder, Julio's an outfielder, and they traded for uh, Jake Lamb as kind of a bench bat lefty hitter, which Kellnick's also a lefty hitter. So I think he'll be sent down, but he he's had much better at bats since coming up. I still think he's got a bright future, but he was more called back up just because. They needed some outfield help in the, the short term. But good to, yeah. to take Garrett Cole deep. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff, Igo. Hope uh, you and the fam uh, feel better. And hopefully we can get you back in the studio. You can get back to the practice field soon. But appreciate you joining us today. Everybody check out hoistthecolors.net. Always great information and uh, very weird chats going on, too. Hoist the Colors has gotten weird lately, Stephen. Not your fault, but just uh, yeah. people are weird, so when you got high school kids up there acting like grown grown people um talking about uh politics and all that that's, that's you run into some issues <laughs> always entertaining i'll give you that uh steven thanks man we'll uh talk to you again soon all right Cliff. see you man steven i go hoist the colors joining us we'll talk corners and update the i go song when he returns to studio next week here on pirate radio live let's take a timeout come back we'll wrap up our number one we'll take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard and the buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by the buck the buck more to go pirate radio live back with you after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006. University PC Care are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs and let them take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, wrapping up hour number one here on Pirate Radio Live. Got the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us next segment. Keep the football talk rolling. Also, Carter Varnell will join us, the Southwest Edgecombe High School coach in hour number two, Troy D, hour three. So we are football heavy today and pretty much uh, until February. That's awesome. Huh? That is uh awesome and it kicks off tonight great conversation with steven ago from hoist the colors talking linebackers in the position previews pat on facebook says robert jones carlos brown marvin burke george kuntz vincent smith mark liviano mark liviano all great pirate linebackers and pat you are correct on that we've had some great ones here at east carolina let's get a quick update on the buccaneer musical scoreboard presented by the buck the buck pirates win raise the flag what do they say i don't know it's race the jolly roger he's he's paying a lot of attention what are you doing cj what are you doing today making a tweet for nadu oh he is working making a tweet for nadu like i'm doing my job yeah what are you guys doing your job trying to get you in the conversation on a sports talk radio show since you're the only pirates fan here sorry i'm listening now the question was uh what, is, what do they say when the Pirates win? Surely answered. Oh, raise it, yeah. No. Right. Come on and raise up. Pirates win for 5-4. to four, For 5-4. to four. Raise the Jolly Roger. Over the Brewers. Uh, Cubs and Cardinals tied at three in the ninth. It is the Dodgers and Giants scoreless in the second inning. Braves and Mets tonight. Big one at City Field. And... Uh, how the Nationals did they have the Nationals won again, Chandler? What did they do last night? No, uh, they got crushed by got the Got crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so one and one without Juan Soto. It was sweet. Uh, first day without Juan Soto. Literally, I couldn't tell you anybody on the Nationals team uh, besides Victor Robles and Lu- the newest National Luke Voigt at first base. Uh, but the Nationals getting it done the day after they trade uh, Juan Soto. And then it's back to the crapshoot. I don't think that word means what you think it means i don't what does it mean well like this is going to be a crap shoot means it's like anybody it's like shooting craps right it's like could be anybody's game type of thing oh well a bleep show okay that's better well it's back to the bleep show uh good news harold varner the third birdied but now i can't find him and is that because he bogeyed Oh, yeah, even. Yeah, he birdied to go to even par. So now he's tied for 74th. So HV3 through 13 is even par on the day. The leader's sitting at minus nine. And well documented, that leader is John. Huh? John, huh? Huh? So uh, HV3, moving up. Keep on moving up. Get in better shape and uh, play into the weekend there in Greensboro. All right, let's get another break in. We will come back, talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us to talk uh, a nfc west we'll look around some training camp news and notes and talk a little college football as well it's all ahead on pirate radio live back with you after this 
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hall of Fame game coming up tonight. Degenerates around the world celebrate. Let's talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, about that, about the NFC West, some college football, a little bit of everything. Football talk here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Big man, how you doing on this Thursday? pretty good how are you clip i'm doing good uh we got football on tv tonight i gotta start there jeff we have degenerates listening there is a degenerate talking to you right now you are a uh experienced intelligent handicapper that probably stays away from this stuff but uh i gotta ask any any interest in betting on football tonight jeff may do uh no i can't say i have much interest um you know this isn't even your you know, your, your preseason, this is just a glorified, I think, get out there and we see football on TV for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, I think if I were to play something in these kind of games, I would look towards the under. Um, you look at, I think over the last six or seven uh, Hall of Fame games, the under is like six and one. I mean, the, it, it's one of those games where it's like first to 15 wins a lot of the time. So, you know, I, I think anything above 30, you have to be, you have to be interested. I mean, these are are two groups where, I mean, are the starters going to play at all? I mean, maybe a, a series or something? Who knows? I know. Uh, I think Lawrence uh, will not play, and uh, ETN will not play, and I'm sure we won't see many Raiders either. So, And, yeah, I mean, I would have to imagine you don't see any Raiders. If you look at the backup, I mean, you're going to see a lot of Jake Luton, uh, someone named Kyle Slaughter, whoever that is. I mean, C.J. Beathard, I mean – this is not uh, – you're going to see a bunch of third and fourth string guys, guys that likely will not be on this roster in a week or two. Um, so, yeah, I, I would lean you know, under the number. It's going to be hard to just put up drives, let alone points. So, yeah, it, I won't be betting it. It'll be on the TV, but it'll be one of those <laughs> I'm working yeah. and doing stuff, and it'll be on the TV, and I'll just like seeing a football field, you know? Hell, yeah. Watch the kickoff. Great background noise. I'll certainly have it on tonight. Uh, in the household looking back to let's go back to 2010 jeff i see one uh two three games that went over 30 points everything else has been under 30 in these games so yeah it's uh you know i i think it's one of those where you you know if you if you are clamoring to bet it <laughs> okay you know if this gets into the 30s then then so be it Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Big man, I, I always say, like, no news is good news this time of year. If you're an NFL fan following your team and you could see your quarterback throw a pick, you could see him throw a touchdown, and it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things what they're doing out there at training camp. The things that do matter are injuries and arrests. And we saw Hollywood Brown with the speeding, uh, criminal speeding, uh, whatever that means earlier this week. And we've also had some injuries as well with Tim Patrick from the Broncos. Of course, Ryan Jensen very early on last week. So outside of uh, – this is just me. Outside of injuries and arrest, I don't really care much about what's happening in training camp. How about you? 
Yeah, I, as far as um, Hollywood Brown, I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I understand this. I guess from what I understand, he was, he was speeding at, at, you know, I guess too much. I guess I, I don't know, but uh, just a, a, a dumb arrest. I mean, it's a misdemeanor. I don't really put much stock in. It. I mean, people around the country get arrested every every day for speeding. Now that being said. Listen, anytime you're an NFL player, especially with some of the behavior of, of people like Henry Ruggs, I mean, this is going to be under the microscope. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it, you really have to keep up to uh, up and abreast. You know, the Tim Patrick stuff obviously sucks. You know, he had a, a pretty good season last year. I actually saw it weirdly enough clip. Um, you know, even look in the offseason at some of these just random things that happen. I saw like um, UConn women, their best player, uh, yeah. was playing a pickup game and in, in tore ACL. Um, you know, you just gotta you know, keep abreast of what's going on with this stuff. Uh, definitely a knock for for Denver, but you know, look, they still have some talent there. Definitely sad to hear though. Jeff Nadeau joining us today. We're going to talk some NFC West, a a good division. The Super Bowl champion resides in that division. The Cardinals are exciting with all their talent. Uh, the Seahawks certainly seem to be left behind in that division, uh, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. So we'll start there. I guess we'll start with the the Super Bowl champion, Jeff. Tough to repeat. Um, but what do you think about the Rams, what they've done? They lose Robert Woods, which they didn't have him on the Super Bowl run anyway. Very uh, Allen Robinson is fascinating to me. A very talented receiver, has been with some bad teams, some bad quarterbacks. This will be the best offense he plays in, so that, that could be a major upgrade um, you know, for him and his surroundings and you know, maybe for the team as well to go along with Cooper Cup. They get a healthy Cam Akers hopefully back who around this time last year was out and uh, came back at the end of the year. And, of course, you know about Aaron Donald in the defense. So as far as the Rams go, well, I guess for, where do they sit in the NFC, in your opinion, heading into 2022? You know, I would put him number one. I don't know how you don't. I don't think this is a very good conference, quite frankly, uh, from 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 terms of really good football teams. You know, you mentioned they definitely lost some players. You know, you look at offensively, but you know, for the most part, they replaced them. You know, I, I would take Allen Robinson over Robert Woods. Sorry, uh, that might be wrong or, or might be right. You still have Cooper Cup. You still have Cam Akers. You still have Higby. Uh, you still have Van Jefferson. Uh, you have some young guys. You know, I think the concern with this group is going to be up front. I mean, you look at, you lose um, uh, Whitworth, who retired, Corbett uh, moved on to the Patriots. Um, Joe Noteboom is, is a new guy up front. I mean, there's some real question marks on this offensive line. And look, we saw a clip that year that the Chiefs won uh, several years ago. You know, then the next year, they, they really struggled from a pass protection standpoint and ultimately lost in the Super Bowl yeah. because of it. So, you know, good and great teams can be derailed through bad offensive or defensive lines, particularly offensive lines. If they can figure that out, though, they're not going to miss a beat on that end. You look at defensively, you know, obviously they're going to lose, uh, you know, Von Miller, but, you know, they retain someone, they get Bobby Jones in there. You know, secondary is very good. Uh, you know, they didn't have certain guys there in the, in the deep uh, end of the season. And we know they have Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player in football. Um, there's no team I'm putting above the Rams, especially in this division as well. The rest of this division is, uh, I don't think, very good. Huh. All right, well, let's go. Let me tell you this, Jeff, and I'm going to give you my whole thought, very quick thought process on it. So somebody asked me last week to pick a Super Bowl, 
And I said, all right, give me Bills. And then I went to the NFC, and I was kind of like what you were just saying there. Not a great conference from top to bottom. I said, um, I'm not I'm not going to take anybody from the East. I'm not taking anybody uh, other than the Bucks in the South. I'm not taking anybody in the North. So that leaves me with Tampa Bay and the NFC West. I'm not picking the Rams to go back-to-back because that's tough. So then I'm down basically to the Cardinals, Niners, and Bucks. And I said, you know what? I like Shanahan. I like whoever they're going to have running the ball because he always finds a way to run the ball. If Trey Lance can be can be solid and they get good defense, um, give me the Niners and the Bills. And I don't know how much I believe that. That was a very quick exercise I did in my head there last week. But um, it sounds like you're not a big fan of neither the Niners or the Cardinals to uh, to make a run this year. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I would say that. I, it's not that I'm not a fan of either team. It's just I don't really, you know, it could be really good. It could be really bad. I mean, this is a, you know, for Kyler Murray, it's a proven season. It's, it's time to start being effective as, you know, a guy that, you know, look, I'm not going to say he's not effective, but it's now time to start winning, right? I mean, you have uh, you have some weapons there. Marquise Brown's a nice player. Rondell Moore really came on. A.J. Green's doing something in the tank. Uh, you got a good tight end group, a good running group. This offense shouldn't have any issues. They run fast. We know that. Um, it's just about him limiting mistakes. He could either be the next, you know, Baker Mayfield type player, a guy that's just a guy or, you know, a really high-end quarterback that can win an MVP. If they get that, Arizona will definitely be a factor. Uh, that's if. Same thing with San Francisco. For Trey Lance, it's, you know, are you going to be the quarterback of the future for this football team? Are you going to be a guy that we question every year and never ends up being what they want him to be? Now, with Shanahan there, with that group that they have with Samuel and Ayuk, a good offensive line, I'd expect you to probably get what we think you're going to get. But, you know, that's not easy. Uh, you get George Kittle as well. I'm with bated breath on both these teams. I think they could both be very much sleepers when we're looking at futures and things like that. But until the quarterback play, same with the Eagles. The Eagles are another team. If the Eagles get good quarterback play, they are very good on paper. They might be better on paper than both these teams. So there's a lot of question marks in the NFC. One of these teams is going to have good quarterback play. We'll see who it is. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to. Jeff Nadeau joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's talk uh, fantasy for a moment, and and it also tells you what you think about these teams as far as their skill positions. But Cooper Cup, Jeff, is the going as the first receiver off the board. You could argue uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Some leagues he's going one overall, even before Jonathan Taylor and McCaffrey and other running backs. So, uh, first of all, I'll ask you that. If you are – where would you draft Cooper Cup? Where is he in your overall fantasy power rankings? You know, for someone that's uh, – you know, I, I definitely um, – for as big a gambler as I am, I, I've always taken fantasy as just kind of a fun thing. I'm actually in a pretty high-end league this year, which is cool. But as far as me, I would probably say he's – I don't know. I mean, as far as receivers are concerned, I'm not putting anyone above him. Uh, it, it really is a question of, look, I'm going to take running backs over him generally. Yeah. But as far as receivers, I, I would go Cup, Jefferson. I mean, Kelsey might be in there above a lot of other receivers. Spawn Diggs would be high up. Um, you know, guys like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm still going to go Taylor, Henry, Cook, Eckler, McCaffrey, Mixon, uh, Chubb, probably all over Cup. But as far as receivers, he's your best. Now, Cliff, I do want to say one thing on the Seattle Seahawks. I was going to get to them. We hadn't mentioned them at all, Jeff. We need to at least say something about them, so go ahead. Yeah, right. So, 
you know, I think obviously you want to bet on teams that you, you enjoy and, and are good bets, but you also can pick on bad teams, right? Um, and weirdly enough, my brother is actually a Seahawks fan, and, and he obviously has, has made it clear to me, obviously I think we all know what they're doing there. The goal is to probably not win football games. And I said, well, good luck having to watch Geno Smith and Drew Locke the rest of the season. Um, but, I, you know, it's interesting because I think the – there's some talent on this team. I mean, we all know DK Metcalf's a good player. Tyler Lockett, you know, Rashad Penny. I like Kenneth Walker, kid from Michigan State. Uh, they have a decent tight end and Noah Fant. You know, I'm, I'm interested in wondering what Drew Locke will give them. Who knows? You know, I heard, I, I did a baseball show today, and I was talking to one of the guys before about NFL, and he was saying that he thinks that, you know, un, I think their win total's three and a half. He thinks under three and a half is a great bet or or whatever, I said, well, I'm not so sure. I mean, this is probably like a four-win team, but I don't know. I don't think the roster's that bad. They got, because uh, Igo, uh, Stephen Igo, who joins us as a Broncos fan, he's nervous about week one with Russell Wilson playing against his old team. You got a Baker Mayfield versus the Browns matchup, too, so the NFL giving us some juicy matchups, but he said he's nervous about that game, even though the Broncos have way more talent. Uh, more talent, I don't know about way more, than Seattle, but they're going to trip up somebody at home and steal a few wins here, win a division game or two, so uh, not high expectations, but they're going to win a few games. Well, well, maybe we can get Igo a little more scared. Noah Fant uh, from Seahawks camp says that Drew Locke has made some Pat Mahomes type. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. All right. Uh, once again, uh, don't care about anything, any words that come out of training camp. I'm looking at the uh, NFL coach fired odds, and they do. And Matt Rule, number one, uh, with a bullet on that list, followed by Mike McCarthy. And then third, Pete Carroll. And. You just said it, Jeff. Their objective this year looks like to be tank and uh, maybe get a high, a high draft pick. It's, if they're going to keep Pete Carroll around for that, you would assume they keep him around for the rebuild. I, I don't know. Do you see a scenario where maybe they fire him midseason after the season, bringing a new coach to get a new quarterback? Or is Carroll in the long-term plans? You look around, the Legion of Boom is gone. Russell Wilson's gone. Kind of all the magic they had for all those years is gone. And Pete Carroll still chewing gum on the sidelines, kind of the last man standing there. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's interesting because, like, when you look at Pete Carroll, right? Okay, so when we look at his kind of, you know, tenure at as a head coach with Seattle in particular, since 2010, I mean, he's been in the playoffs all the I think two years, uh, won a Super Bowl, been to a Super Bowl, uh, won all sorts of big playoff games. Um, and then we look at someone like Andy Reid. Okay? Andy Reid has basically the same tenure in Philadelphia and Kansas City. Also won Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm blown away that people say they should fire Pete Carroll. I mean, I'm not really getting it. I, I mean, who's a better? I guess they'll do it just because they want someone younger. I, I don't know, but... I mean, Pete Carroll's been very successful. I mean, he's 119 and 73 as the coach of Seattle. Been to the playoffs, you know, over 10 times. Uh, I'm not really sure why we're considering firing Pete Carroll, but I guess it's just because they want something fresher. But when it all comes down to it, you know, Andy Reid and and, and Pete Carroll, I, I, I mean, they're much different. I mean. I'll say this too, Jeff. If I'm here when I'm 70, I hope I look like Pete Carroll. He's a young-looking 70. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, but something about him, he's still got that energy on the sidelines to him. Yeah, it's uh, 
it, it is something that I've always noticed. I mean, if, if you would have told me he was 70, I, I <laughs> believed you. Yeah. I, thought, I would have maybe said like 63 or something. But, uh, you know, yeah, he said a storied career, and I think no one will go out and say, you know, it's more of one of those just, hey, we just want to go a little bit younger. Uh, you know, he's obviously a, a legendary coach, and I think he's as good as it gets uh, still, but they've come on some hard times. But remember how many good years they had. Uh, and look, everyone will remember the one disaster play call. You know, yeah. uh, who was that? Uh, the Patriots. So, you know, he's still a, a legitimate great guy and a great coach. Jeff Nadeau joining us talking uh, NFC West today. We'll continue to break down the divisions in the NFL as we get closer to kickoff to the season. Hall of Fame game coming up tonight, so you'll at least have a little bit of football to watch. Jeff, last week I asked you when we wrapped it up, uh, we'll close it out with some college football. Have you you made any plays, any teams that you've kind of been looking at in the last week? You said you got in on East Carolina plus 10.5. How about this week? Any, uh, any more plays already made or any other teams that have caught your eye here? you continue to research college football yeah you know i'm I'm still kind of working through some things i mean we're still you know about 20 about three weeks away from even the first games um i'm starting to kind of find some things that 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 are wet my whistle here a little bit i will say i mean you look at the first day august 27th uh, which is in a a few saturdays from now you know i'm really getting close on this utah state connecticut matchup um, I, I was very high on Utah State last year. You know, a lot of people on this coast, you know, probably won't remember much about them, but you know, they were a high-powered group, uh, really well-coached. They had a guy, Blake Anderson, who was at Arkansas mm-hmm. State for a lot of years. Uh, they had a quarterback in Logan Bonner who just kept moving the ball, kept moving the ball, um, and they could put up points. They're playing one of the worst teams in the country in Connecticut, who, look, will be better Um but, again, it's still a long way away from them being uh, any good. They're a bad team who can't string anything together. Now, it's funny because their new coach, I believe, is Jim Mora Jr., I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Jim I think Moore. that's right. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm considering maybe land a number there. I have some eye on some other things. You know, Penn State's interesting against Purdue. Uh, and then I'm kind of eyeing uh, maybe one of those bigger matchups with Florida or someone along those lines. Week zero, late night, uh, Vanderbilt, Hawaii. I don't know which way I'm going on that, but Timmy Chang's uh, first game as head coach there. I'm looking forward to that one late night, they do, week zero. Well, well, I'll tell you right now, uh, I'm, I keep up with some people that you know, obviously are moving bigger amounts of money, bigger uh, things. But what I understand, Vanderbilt is a big, sharp selection. A lot of huh. smart betters coming in and taking uh, Vandy. Now, I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that you know, the coach, there's a lot of culture, excitement around the coach. But remember, Cliff, it's not easy to go to Hawaii and play a game, regardless of how good they are. Um, but I guess they're going to believe in that. They, they have a pretty decent team on paper as far as just better players, better uh, talent. Um, and Hawaii could be real bad this year. So I think if you can find a seven or six and a half, I would probably pounce that because it's only going to go up. Sharps are all over, man. Man, love talking matchups with the big man, Jeff Nadu at Jeff NADU on Twitter. He's got the sit down podcast going. Uh, subscribe to that on YouTube. Check it out uh, on your Apple podcast as well. He's doing big things, big numbers with that. Big man, uh, enjoyed the chat today, man. We'll uh, keep it going this offseason. We appreciate you joining us. Sounds great, Clip. Talk soon. Jeff Nadu joining us, talking football that time of the year. We'll keep that train rolling every Thursday here on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a timeout, come back. We've had a 
Great time talking to area high school coaches. We'll branch out of Pitt County a little bit and talk to Carter Varnell, the head coach at Southwest Edgecombe, when we return on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Coming up, Hour 3, Troy D will be alongside. We got more Mike Houston comments to get to. Some interesting Aaron Rodgers comments to get to as well. And uh, we'll make you a winner coming up hour three of today's show before we get there let's talk some more high school football we've had a good time talking to a lot of the area coaches as they'll get underway coming up in a couple of weeks and we had a uh, listener actually contact me and say hey you've uh you've mentioned southwest edgecombe quite a bit because we've talked washington aiden grifton north pitt farmville central and uh he said you should uh you should get their coach on and uh he's a pirate and uh, a lot of pirates in the listening area and i said okay well let's do it let's talk to carter varnell who's the head football coach at southwest edgecombe joining us today here on pirate radio live coach varnell appreciate your time how you doing today doing great hope y'all are yes sir gearing up for another football season day two of ecu practice you got the High schools uh, out there practicing as well. So, how uh, how about your off season coach? And now that you're able to to get back with your team for real practice, how are things going your way? Well, first off, I'd like to say go Pirates uh, just to start. But uh, we've had a uh, certainly had a great off season. It's uh, it's been a hot week this week, but we couldn't be more excited for the first week of high school football to be back. I know talking to Will Bland and others, there is that that temperature that when it reached a, cer- a certain point you got to get off the field have you guys had to uh, leave the field at all or have you been able to get those practices in yes yeah, so we've got it we've got all our days in so far yesterday we had to start with uh our helmets and stuff off just because of the, the, the heat but uh we were able to go for the first hour without helmet and then once that temp dropped back down we were able to helmet back up and, and get back after it Talk- heat, uh, it plays a role but uh it's not it's not stopping us in our preparation Carter Varnell joining us, head coach at Southwest Edgecombe last year. Three and seven coach and a good start to the season. And then uh, lost four in a row down the stretch to some good football teams. North Pitt, Washington, West Craven, the conference champion, and uh, also in Wallace Rose Hill in a playoff game. So, uh, you know, looking back at 2021, what did you like and uh, what do you want to improve on here in 2022? So the biggest thing from 2021, we were uh, we were a young football team. We played a lot of underclassmen. We had a really small senior class. So the biggest thing, um, you know, we gained a lot of varsity experience. We've had a great offseason in terms of uh, preparation and, and our time in the weight room, getting ready for 2022. So I'm excited to see, you know, what, what this team brings and, uh, you know, what we can do uh, this upcoming season. Coach, who are some of the guys you'll be counting on this year uh, if you want to have a successful season? So a couple guys that I'll highlight, you know, first thing I'd like to always start off by saying is they're great student athletes. So the, these three guys, they were 4.0 GPAs last semester. 
Um, so couldn't be more proud of that. The first one is Keyshawn Powell. Um, he's a defensive tackle, offensive tackle. He's uh, he's our team leader, team captain. He's our voice, um, and he'll do it all for us. He's a very physical player, very strong, um, and looking for him to have a big year. The uh, the second guy is Princeton Locke. He's also a senior, again, 4-0 GPA last semester. He plays wing back for us, and he's he's a two-way guy. He's a track guy. Um, he's he's 4-4 speed. He's not the tallest of guys. You know, he's one of them them smaller high school running backs. But we hope we can get him out in open space, and uh, you know, hopefully he has a big year for us. And then the the next guy I'd like to highlight is a rising junior. His name is Jalen Willoughby. He will play fullback for us, so he'll be our our big heavy coming downhill right at you, smash mouth football guy. He's a great lead blocker, great team player, and uh, he's really coming to his own in camp this week. I couldn't be more excited for him. All right, some names you'll hear about this fall on uh, Touchdown Friday and the Blitz and the End Zone and other highlight shows. Carter Varnell joining us. Coach, I want to ask you about your style and what you want to do on the field, but first of all, your coaching background. Tell us your, your football background and how you've got to where you are today. So, I'm a 2010 graduate of Rocky Mount High School, played under B.W. Holt, who was a, uh, a legendary wing T guy in the state of North Carolina, a Hall of Fame 300-win guy. Graduated from ECU in 2014, and then actually returned back to Rocky Mount High School, and uh, I worked under Jason Battle. Uh, we also ran the wing tee offense there under him. Very successful. We won the state championship in 2015. We were state runners-up in uh, 2016. So we uh, we based out of the wing tee offense. You know, as always, I'm trying to evolve it and kind of make it my own and, uh, you know, make it work for us here at Southwest. Me, myself, I'm more of a defensive-minded guy. So, uh my assistant coach, Jason Bracey, he, he's actually the play caller, the offensive coordinator, um, and I call the defense on the other side of the football. Carter Varnell joining us. Coach, we'll get to the conference slate, which uh, is going to be tough once again this year. Looking at the non-conference, Northern Nash, North Edgecombe, uh, Wilson Hunt, and Tarboro, the final non-conference game. I was actually talking to former uh, former Farmville Central coach Eddie Rhodes last night, and we got to talking about Tarboro, and no surprise, they're supposed to be Really, really good again. So uh, you're going to test yourself in the non-conference before you uh, get to conference play this year. Absolutely. So we, we've certainly got a tough non-conference play. You know, Northern Nash and Hunt, they were both 3A conference champs uh, in their respective leagues last year. Both made good playoff runs. Um, and then our in-county games are, of course, North Edgecombe, which is 1A, and then Tarboro, which is which is our county rival. Um, and we all know it goes without being said, you know, Tarboro's dominated 1A football, especially in the East for a number of years. Um, so our non-conference slate is tough. It will certainly prepare us uh, going into the Eastern Plains Conference. Talking to Carter Varnell, when we had Perry Owens on, uh, Washington won it a couple of seasons ago. It was Wes Craven hoisting the conference title last year. And he said it, it should open up a little bit. It was maybe two at the top last year with those two, but he thinks there will be some other contenders this year. So when you look at your league, how, how do you think – the pecking order goes, and, and where does uh, your Southwest Edgecombe team fit in? I certainly think, you know, we should compete this year. You know, last year we kind of fell middle of the pack. Um, we played in some good football games but fell short on, you know, a couple of those Friday nights. But, uh, you know, Coach Owens and Washington, they do a great job. You know, they always have a really prolific offense. You know, last year West Craven, the conference champ, they were big. They were physical. They were really tough to run the football on. Um, you know, but this year, I mean, I, I do think it's kind of open for grabs. 
Um, you know, it's going it's to come down to, you know, which team show up on Friday can play clean fundamental football and, and, and be the most physical. I really, really like our Eastern, Eastern Plains League because every Friday night you've got to bring your best. Yeah, some great teams, some great football. And, uh, Coach, another cool thing, I guess you were at Rocky Mount High School while C.J. Wilson was getting sacks and uh, making plays and going to the NFL from East Carolina. Now the coach at North Pitt, kind of a cool wrinkle on this college football season or this high school football season to have uh, C.J. Wilson as the head coach in the league. Yeah, absolutely. So I had the pleasure of finally meeting him last year. You know, as, you know, as a big Pirate fan, I've always been a fan of C.J., and uh, we always have really good games with North Pitt. I mean, the North Pitt game for us is always one at the line of scrimmage. It's a super physical game in the trenches. And, you know, knowing him, the position he played and his background, you know, I know he will have his guys ready. And I, I can't wait to, you know, have North Pitt come to Pine Tops in, uh, in a couple months. And, Coach, we, we've had some, some old vets join us. We've had some younger guys in the game uh, joining us as well. I always like to ask about differences. So let's go – just from your time at Rocky Mount, which we're looking at 13, 14 years ago, 12, whatever it is, to where we are now, you know, how is high school football different? What are your players doing maybe different than you did when you played? And uh, I don't know, what, what are the biggest changes you think over the last 10 to 12 years? Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it kind of falls in line to me as, you know, the, the college and NFL games have, you know, it's, you know, maybe a decade behind, but the offenses in high school are, are much more explosive now. You know, back when I played, you know, we played in a lot more 10 to 7 ball games, 14 to 10 ball games, yeah. and stuff like that. They were true defensive battles, you know, heavy heavy run game, you know, a lot of play action pass. But now, you know, and even if you just look at our schedule from Northern Nash, we open up with a, just a really good spread offense. Week four, when we face double tight, you know, a T against Tarboro. You know, you see all different styles of offenses and, and, and everybody's evolving and figuring out ways to score more and more points. Um, so that's certainly one thing that's changed in the, the, the first couple of years for me as a head coach is kind of those high-scoring games. Uh, you know, you take the Washington game specifically last year. They kind of jumped out on us early, and it was just a back-and-forth game. We both scored on each other. We both put up a lot of points. And, uh, you know, the defenses, we, we've got to figure out how to slow it and, uh, you know, how to keep teams off the scoreboard. Talking to Carter Varnell today, head football coach at Southwest Edgecombe. We we know that some big schools, not just from this state, but uh, all over the country have gone into Edgecombe County and looking for talent. And how about you, Coach? How's your relationship with the college coaches and how much attention is on the uh, the Cougars program right now from, from college coaches? So we spent all of last spring, you know, obviously preparing ourselves in the weight room, but we spent a lot of time, you know, academically making sure that our guys were, were set up for success. And, you know, if they, they want the chance to go and play college football, they have all their ducks in a row, and they, they present the full package of being a student athlete, you know, being physically conditioned, and then coming the fall, you know, being a good football player and being able to provide good film. We've got a couple guys that are getting looks right now. Um, we don't have any big Division One offer guys. Um, but, but Keyshawn Powell, the one that I named earlier, he's got interest, um, you know, from some mid-major schools. He'll, uh, he'll hopefully sign with somebody this year. And I'm looking forward to getting some of our younger guys looks, um, you know, as years go along. Coach, uh, you said you're a pirate and, uh, 
a lot of excitement for the Pirates coming into 2022. So uh, your Fridays and uh, really all your time will be spent trying to make your team better. But when you get a, a Saturday in a few hours and, and are able to watch the Pirates, what kind of football you think we'll be seeing from East Carolina in 2022? Well, I, first off, I mean, I couldn't be more excited for the, uh, the Labor Day weekend opener. You know, NC State's going to come to town. They're going to have a great football team. But uh, I, I'm excited to see what Coach Houston and, and the boys are, have done in the off season. I was able to watch them in bowl practice a couple times last December once we finished in the playoffs. And just, I mean, just excited about this group. Just excited to see some Pirates football and Dowdy Ficklin. And, uh, you know, can't wait to hope, hopefully get some Friday night wins and then uh, make the trip down to Greenville to watch here on the Pirates play. And, Coach, you mentioned you're a defensive-minded guy and you – you played for and coached under some really good coaches there at Rocky Mount. Blake Harrell's done a fantastic job coming in here, getting ready for year three, improving this defense. Who are some of the guys you look at, the coaches uh, of the now, of the coaches of the past, that you uh, you get some some tips from and uh, enjoy watching on the defensive side? So, uh, for sure, you know, I, I got to shout out my guy, Coach Coach Ruffin McNeil. I was able to, to talk to him and, and chat with him a little bit. Last year we had our uh, North Carolina Coaches Clinic in Greenville, and he was the uh, the keynote speaker. So, I've, uh, you know, I've always been a huge Coach McNeil fan and I uh, always loved everything he's done. Defensively, you know, probably the biggest guy that, that I love to follow and watch you know, each Saturday is I, I love to watch Nick Saban and his uh, his Alabama defense. I, I spend a lot of time, you know, looking at his coverages, looking at their blitz packages. You know, all all that, all that sort of stuff just to try to learn, uh, you know, make myself and make our team and program better. Talking to Carter Varnell, coach. Great to have you on the show today, and uh, we wish you the best of luck in 2022. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch and talk more Cougars football with you uh, sometime down the road. But thanks for your time today. Good luck the rest of this preseason, and uh, good luck in the fall of 2022. All right, thanks, guys. You have a great day. All right, there is Carter Varnell joining us, Southwest Edgecombe, and uh, Chandler. We're excited. We had Hall of Fame game tonight. We're talking pirate football every day. Uh, but I'm ready for some Friday Night Lights. Yes, sir. I see what my alma mater, Conley, can do. We kind of got a piece of all the area teams after having these coaches on. You you want them all to do well. Yeah. You start rooting for them. And then uh, you'll be doing some PA uh, at your old stomping grounds, yeah. so watching some live high school football and uh, starting to get excited for it. Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I miss playing uh, under the lights on a Friday night, and that was the best uh, some of the best times of my life. And to watch younger guys do it, it makes me want to go back, but I am going to be able to kind of go back to Lakewood this this fall and, and watch uh, Leopard football, and it, it's it, stink, it stinks because I haven't really been able to watch a lot of Lakewood Leopard football since I graduated from Lakewood, um, especially the past four seasons with uh, being the voice of the White for Wolf Pack. Uh, but yeah, it's an awesome time. It kind of kickstart the football season because you do have preseason with the National Football League going on, but high school football kind of kicks it off uh for the football season i'm very excited for it and we will be at parker's come monday monday for the big carolina 3a 4a media day uh, always enjoy that day and we'll be there covering that event talking to area coaches and man that ovation chandler when you walk in those stadium gates once again your old stomping grounds and people are kind of milling around getting their seats getting ready and they see you walk in and you walk up to the uh, press box and that's, that, that's Chandler Honeycutt. That ovation you're going to get. I mean, just goosebumps. Me thinking about it, I'm getting goosebumps for you. I mean, look, we, I was a part of my junior year, I was a part of um, a team that played in the Eastern Regional Final 
one game away from the state championship. Guess who we ran into? Who'd you run into? Plymouth. Plymouth. Guess who I had to block? Who'd you have to block? I think his name was Raquan Purvis. Ah, former pirate. Yes. And uh, How'd I asked, that go? I asked for help just about every <laughs> Coach, everybody. need some help right here. I need to double-team this dude. Give me, a, give me an extra extra blocker in here. And now you're a big-time radio star, too, so you might be signing autographs, signing babies. Oh, please. Signing body parts. No. What an ovation it's going to be. All right, let's take our final break of Hour 2. We'll come back, give you an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room with a brand new look, 5th Street. Also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. What else is new? Well, 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room now has poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. It's a new look, new name, but the same location on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you, Fire Radio Live, here on a Thursday. Let's take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Chandler Moose. Troy D's here. What's up, Troy? Hey, fellas. How are you? What's up, Doing Troy good. D? Keeping an eye on Harold Varner third, and Harold right now is sitting at even par through 16, tied for 80th. Uh, one shot off of being tied for 54th, so uh, better than he was an hour ago. Uh, tied for what 131st, yeah, but still, uh, fighting to get back into some kind of contention and right now just making the cut because it is a bit of a birdie fest going on at the Wyndham in Greensboro. But HV3 sitting at even par right now, got a couple of holes left. Of course, the leader, uh, huh, huh, who's leading Troy? Is that, huh, huh, hmm. Oh, it's a huh. Huh? Huh? Huh. John. Correct. Yes. Huh? Yes. John, huh? My new favorite golfer. We were were saying earlier, Troy, that. It's like a who's on first. It is. Yeah. Huh? If you you only had like a a guy in second named what? (laughs) Huh? Well, I'm in second. What? I'm in second. Huh? Han's in first. Who? I'm. And there's probably a, a who. <laughs> Jason who? No, you're there's talking a about woo. woo. <laughs> there's a woo. I huh? mean, we got the what whole... What about who, woo, why? We've literally got Han first, I'm in second, and woo's in third. <laughs> PGA woo? Tour, something to follow. You can't make this up. This is a true story. We true. were saying earlier, Troy, that he can get into a uh, situation when someone's texting him and say, hey, what's your last name? Huh? He said, huh? And then they said, no, we need your last name. Huh? Your last name? What is it? Quit huh? screwing around. Jackass, forget about it then. <laughs> You're fired. My new huh? uh, my new favorite golfer, John Huh. 
All right, uh, Cardinals Cubs tied in the ninth at three apiece. No score between the Dodgers and Giants. And I'm just realizing those scores haven't updated. Well, here we go. Giants lead the Dodgers two to one in the fourth inning. Angels over the A's two nothing in the third. Rockies and Padres scoreless in the third, and they have gone final. St. Louis knocks off Chicago four to three. Those scores courtesy of the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. All right, uh, Troy D., day two of Pirate Practice today. We will uh, – no media availability for Mike Houston. We won't talk to him again until Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have, you know, pictures, videos, all that good stuff on our social media accounts. But a little bit of radio silence as far as Mike Houston goes for a few days as they uh, start this uh, fall camp. Troy D., exciting times. It's hot. That, let's get a weather report from Troy D. It's hot. It is. It is. But I like hot. the heat. You know me. I'd rather be hot than cold. Chandler earlier today. They play more games in the heat than they do the cold. It was just disrespectful how hot it is outside. Yeah. Uh, Well, Shirley said it's it's rude. The weather is rude. I said no. I said it's disrespectful. I did pull. I've got the pullover. The t-shirt pullover. Troy D shirt update. Which has the you know it's a hoodie, but it's a thin hoodie. Mm -hmm. Because and now you might be wondering why am I wearing a long sleeve t-shirt hoodie in the middle of summer right now? Why? Why? Huh? Huh? tie mm-hmm. tie <laughs> shirt <laughs> because i had an event at parker's barbecue today in the banquet you room you mean which, the coldest restaurant you will be in yeah. monday yeah. and here's a pro tip you better bring a thicker pullover <laughs> because now Parker, here's the deal like the humidity and stuff they've got to keep the air which granted if you want to have a nice cool refreshing lunch parker's is a great great food hot food cold inside which you don't want to be you don't want to be sweating while you eat lunch no but it they've to keep the humidity off the floor they have it probably a little colder than normal a lot of people would love that now i know i know a number of people that just stay like they're always hot so they would love it freezing cold but i'm one of those people it's a little too chilly for me so i knew i had an event at parker's so i i overdressed today to try and compensate makes sense not enough though Every, if you look around, you'll see like pigs hanging from the seat. They also use it as a meat locker <laughs> while you're uh, eating in there. It does get so, cold in there. Yeah, yeah, we so will be feeling that. Really, the banquet room is what yeah. I'm talking about. The regular restaurant's fine. You yeah. don't know, and that's normal. But for whatever reason, that banquet room, when you're in the private room, where I b- do believe the media day for high school football for Pitt County will be, or whatever the conference three eight four. Uh, the Big Carolina, named by Brian Bailey, Troy did. Stupid name, but anyway. <laughs> Um, it is going to be chilly in there. Yeah. And All I right. did um, media day for J.H. Rose JV football coming up tomorrow. Okay. Are you handling that for us? I will be actually going to cover that. Okay. But I think media day for JV, I don't know how much media will be out there. I do believe it mostly consists of team photographs. Have you requested any interviews with players? <laughs> I have not at this time. So I'm going to start talking to you like that dude. SID out there. Um, well, I think they've actually, you'd be surprised how many people they have on staff. It might be Marvin Jarman. They've got, I counted them up. They've got 20 coaches on the uh, Rose staff between varsity and JV. Now, not all of them are paid. Some of them are volunteer. they got some grad assistants. But they've got 20 people listed on the coaching roster. Are you going to be able to do interviews with us about Rose JV football since your son's involved? Or is that like a conflict of interest? I don't, well, I talked about Epps. Remember when Epps had the merge with ACOC okay, last year? Fair enough, I yeah. was covering that on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, so why not? I can give you an update on. We get some Rose JV updates, which yeah. they I guess begin one day before the uh, the varsity. So we got yeah. a couple weeks. Yeah, and they scrimmage like two weeks from today. Scrimmage up coming up in a week or so. Wow, it's coming. How's, yeah. how's your uh, your son doing? 
You know, pretty good. They've got him at. Uh, he told me that he's at linebacker on defense, playing with the ones, and then they've got him slotted in the wide receiver spot with the twos. Nice. So I think they're very deep in wide receiver, but they the way they run a. You know, they you heard Coach Bland talk about it. They run a up pace, high powered kind of passing offense. Yeah. So, uh, I think he'll get probably some action on both sides of the ball. Exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. I went out. I Actually, for a few minutes, I was able to, if you drive by on Hooker Road, you can see him practicing out there. So I pulled over for like five minutes one day. I was in between meetings. And uh, well, I saw the first time I saw him out there with his practice jersey, it was pretty cool. It's real when you see him out there, you know, all geared up. Yeah. So that's good stuff. I wasn't, you know, there were a lot of number of parents stalking out there in their cars watching. That, like you were yes i wasn't the only one there were a lot of cars parked up there i was like oh okay well this is, there was like already 10 people out there just don't be the helicopter dad questioning yeah. the coach no 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 those guys do a great job okay. I, i'm too busy to question them so <laughs> five minutes was all i had but it was just enough to see what was going on good stuff all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll hear some mike houston comments uh from yesterday that we didn't get to we'll talk some pirate football and i uh, got a lot more for you in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Wish the mics were on for that last statement by Troy D. Could be taken a number of different ways. Uh, Troy D is That's here. True. The Chan Man is here. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer on a Thursday, day two of ECU football practice. Troy, there is uh, football on TV tonight. The Hall of Fame game. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Raiders, Jags. So at least watch the kickoff, right? I mean, you're not going to watch the whole game, but um, at least flip it on. It's on ESPN. It is on NBC. NBC has it. Thursday night football. That's right. Yeah. What time? Eight. Uh sure. Sounds about right. I need to look it up. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm yeah. home, I'll flip it on. Yeah. It's uh, again no probably no Zay Jones. I would imagine for the Jags. Maybe a drive. Maybe, but Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. Travis Etienne. Maybe we'll see Zay. When do the rest of the preseason games start? Next Thursday. There's a few, and then you know Friday, Saturday. Okay. So next I need week. to dump mine for the Bears. That's always oh, yeah. a tough sell. But so they, what do you think you can get for a well, Bears? Well, like I'd sell them for ten bucks, but they'll only let because I sell them through the Bears verified ticket master. There's a limit. Like there's a limit how low you can go. Like there's really? no limit on what you can sell them for. I think you can sell them for because the Bears take a percent. They've changed the game uh, because they take a percentage of the resale, right. which is smart. Uh, but it's all synced with their system, so it works easy for me. But there's a limit to how low I can go with the ticket. Yeah. So if you sell them for ten, how much do you actually get? Ten or no? I, they keep like ten percent or whatever. Right. Uh. Yeah, they're like a bookie. Yeah. Have you uh, put any of your? Have you looked at that this year and put any games up? For uh, sale yeah, yet? I've got a number of them on on sale. 
for sale. Let me look at the schedule and see what the big ones would be. Uh, Are you going to any that. games this year? I plan to go to the Green Bay Packer game, yeah. which I believe is December 5th, as long as it does not conflict with the American Conference Championship game for the Pirates. There you go. Niners at Bears opener is actually a good one. You could probably get some cash yeah. for that one. Let me see if I've sold any clip. Texans at Bears, you might could get 10 bucks for that. That is not going to be a pre- hot sale. That's regular season. Commanders at Bears. <laughs> Can I interest you? Uh, October 13th, 8-15. So this would be a Sunday night or a Monday night? Thursday night. That makes more sense. A Thursday night game. Dolphins at Bears. Yeah, I don't see a lot of big money makers. I mean, the, really, the biggest one is the Packer one. Yeah. Eagles at and Bears. You one. get some Philly fans. Oh, there you go. Bills at Bears Christmas Eve. The uh, Bills Mafia. We'll be trying to get that ticket from one. Detroit D. Let me, uh, of course, I'm trying to pull it up to see if I have what the price is going for, and it's, you know, doing this deal. All right, here we go to clip. All right, so let's do the Bills game. So that's uh, Christmas Eve, 1 o'clock. Oh, man, this thing. <laughs> Drive me crazy. Anyway, let's see. What day is that? That would be a Saturday. So you got a few up here. You can uh, make a little on it, I think. All right, here we go. Cowboys would have been good, but that's on the road. This did a face recognition. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Did you see that? Yeah. Man, we're living in the future. Because I have no idea what the password is on this. So thank God. Recognize my face, I think. All right. um, Boy, this is the longest process in the history of process. This doesn't seem right, though, because I've put these for sale already. Uh, You know what? I'm not that interested anymore. I know. (laughs) We've lost the moment. We've lost it. I got. You lost your mojo. Like it's this thing always confuses me because they sent you to Ticketmaster, but I don't need to be in Ticketmaster. I need to be in the Bear Season Ticket Holder thing, and now I can't find the app. Well, I know one person who's not buying your Bears tickets, and that's Kenny Curling's, because he said you couldn't pay him to go to a Bears game. What if they're playing the Cowboys? Mm, He's got you in a pickle now, Kenny. Now, Mm. Kenny. What What about about now? now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not turn so, that one back not on. so fast, my friend. Well, good luck. We do play the Cowboys this year. I think it's on the road. Right. Yeah, it is. The big home games were the uh, Packers, as you said, and then the opener is a good one. I think against the Niners, that'll be heavily attended. Just as everybody will be excited. It's the season opener. Can we win one? You know that kind of thing. So, uh, all right, moving along. All right. Why can't I find this? App? Like the, we'll, I we'll can't even find the app. There. Like what happened? I don't know, Grant. I know this is no. See, do you see the Chicago Bears app? Where did it go? I see, it pops up all the time. Should it be a Bears logo? Yeah. Unless the now sometimes the apps change their logo, so maybe you're not reckon. I don't know. Oh, I there it is. What. Okay, they did. They changed it a weird to a weird color. That's very bizarre. Golly. We gotta move on. All right. And you need to clean out your apps, Troy. A new game app cleanup right. coming up on Power. Okay, Radio. here we go. So. Uh, see, would you even know what STH is? Like that? Um, Hallis? T- season ticket holder. Oh. It would have taken me, it took me like a year to figure that one out. All right, so here we go. Manage my tickets clip. We're in. All right. All right. So which game did you want to know? Uh, go Bills on uh, Christmas Eve. What about the Commanders game? I was thinking about dumping those on you. That's a Thursday night game? Sure. So I get uh, <laughs> how many days off here? That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, I've got them currently listed... Well, it tells the payout. So whatever I would sell them for, I would get one seventeen for those. Hmm. I got to tell you, I don't know if that's going to be worth it. Where are your seats, Troy D? In the stadium. Uh, <laughs> that answered that Lower question. level. They're not on the upper level. Okay. Yeah. What Buffalo uh, Bills? Yeah. 
All right, two tickets listed. So Washington was 117. This is what? Uh, edit listings. Let me see here. Uh, ticket face value. How much do you think the face value of this is for? Man, I haven't been to it. I haven't looked at tickets in a while. Um, so one. So what was the 117 number you gave I don't me the know. first well, That time. was what I'd be paid out if I sold it for it. But the, the, all right, the face value of East one, ECU, the 180. Bears, bills, $101. Oh, okay. Similar tickets are selling for how much? On the secondary market? Mm-hmm. Um, 180. 144.50. Okay. So if I sell mine, I'll be paid. A, I've got a 158 price. So I've got it lower than the average thing. But, but I could see later in the year if the Bills are a uh, Super Bowl contender, that could jump up. Bills Mafia will take over Chicago. Yeah. So I actually have all the tickets listed except the Packers game. None have sold so far. All right. For real, we got to move on. All right. Uh, let's I'll keep you updated. I appreciate that. <laughs> let's uh, let's hear some Mike Houston comments. Shirley Rhodes. There was a few we didn't get to uh, yesterday. Let's hear uh, cut nine. He talked about what he wants to accomplish before uh, they end up putting the pads on. Well, I think you know, acclimating to the practice and heat. You know, I think you have to do that. Acclimating to practice and heat. You know, really getting everybody operating on the same page. You know, snap counts moving together. You know, working together. You know, communication, you know, all the stuff that uh, is so, so important because, you know, when you add in that element of, of full contact, you know, sometimes you see guys go brain dead, you know, and it's so, it's so important to, you know, to really have guys, you know, as prepared as possible for that first day of uh, full, full contact. Mike Houston there getting ready for uh, full contact later on this fall camp. Uh, the offensive line, I think we've asked this question to him um, a bunch of times this offseason. Let's hear it one more time. Is this the deepest O-line you've had since you've been at East Carolina? Cut 10. By far. I mean, I don't know we had five, period, my first year. You know, it's, you know so I feel, I feel good about our depth on the offensive line. I think, uh, you know, Bailey Malovic, first day back since that opening game when he you know, got injured last year. Uh, really excited to have him back and – uh, you know, full go and, you know, just all those guys that were, you know, played last year, some new guys with Ben and Justin, you know, some young guys, you know, Isaiah and Walt uh, pushing into, uh, you know, that, uh, that two deep Parker Moore. Uh, so it's a, it's a good, good group. So uh, excited to see how they develop. A deep O-line for this East Carolina football team, veterans, and uh, Chandler, the newcomers coming in that will probably, I'm hearing a lot about Red and Moore, that are going to play right away. Absolutely. you got a guy in Parker Moore who's got Big 12 experience starting at West Virginia. you got Justin Red, who I believe, if it's the same guy I'm thinking about, he was the offensive lineman of the year uh, in his conference last year. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces in different positions. But I think the most exciting is some of these new guys coming up to the offensive line. Something we talked about with Igo earlier in the show, the wide receiver spot where you've got Isaiah Winstead coming in, expected to be a number one. Ryan Jones, your leading pass catcher from a year ago. C.J. Johnson is established. Who's next? Who's number four? Well, this could answer some of that. Uh, Mike Houston was asked who he wants to step up into the role of the slot receiver filling in for Tyler Sneed's shoes. Well, I think we have lots of, uh, lots of candidates. You know, you saw, you know, CJ was in the slot today. Uh, Maceo was in the slot today. Kerry King, um, Ryan. Uh, so, you know, you got lots of candidates. Uh, so we'll just see how it goes throughout camp. So you got two guys there he mentioned that uh, 
could end up in the slot. C.J. Johnson and Ryan Jones, your tight end, and then your big play outside guy, C.J., moving in there. So that now that they're so experienced, uh, we could see a lot of different guys moving in a lot of different positions. Be exciting to see on offense. I mean, I've, I think they've got a lot of talent on those uh, receiving and tight end positions this year. I mean, we, it seems like we're – and it seems like we, we're going to lose a bunch this year, but we I think with C.J. coming back – with uh, Isaiah Winstead, it looks a lot better Ryan now like, than it did like in January. Yeah, February. Yes. It it totally has a different feel to it right now and vibe to, to that uh, offensive firepower they have. And I go answered my question: Who is who could be the number four guy when it comes to catching balls? And he said Jalen Johnson, the transfer from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Garner, the transfer from Duke. As you said, Troy CJ, it wasn't a definite that he would be back. So you. Since and, like, and, and hopefully you're getting a new improved CJ. Yeah, that that is just true. strictly focused on football and not getting bogged down by other stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. So uh, it has been a major kind of rehaul losing Tyler Sneed, which is a lot of catches, a lot of targets, and Audio Matosha as well uh, at that receiver position. All right, we got a couple of Mims on the team. Chandre Mims is a transfer, and we talked about him earlier this week. Chandler could see him active on the defensive side of the ball. C.J. Mims is a freshman, so you've got the older brother and the younger brother, and uh, Mike Houston talked about those two guys coming into the program. Cut 13. You know, certainly excited to have Chandre here. Uh, I think his experience and leadership and just who he is as a solid character guy is is going to be so important to that room, and, you know, he, he's going to play for us. There's no doubt. He's got too much motor and too much want to, um, and I think he is just – it's awesome to have him here for C.J., you know, it's hard coming in as a, a freshman lineman, uh, and you know, have big brother kind of you know show you the way it's supposed to be done, and you know, yeah, he's going, Chandre's going to push him. There's no, no doubt about that. He ain't going to let CJ get away with anything, but he's also going to be there, you know, to say, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, tomorrow's going to be a better day. You know, that kind of deal. Because freshmen, they they have a rough go at it during preseason camp. All right, there is Mike Houston talking about the Mims brothers. When you think about brothers on East Carolina, Troy D., I mean, it doesn't really get any cooler than the twins, right? The Hart twins. Darren and David Hart. Playing together in the secondary. And we're great players. That's my all-time favorite twin duo. Yeah, that's awesome. Really, uh, yeah, you're right. There's there's been other twins that have played football, but not the same position. Yeah. At the same time. Beside each other on the field, yeah, laying guys out. Brandon Simmons and his brother, Jason and, Simmons, yeah. played together. And I really think, I mean, from what I could tell, identical twins, because I always struggle telling them apart. Yeah. Not fraternal. We had them. You know, I have twins myself, but you guys have seen, you know, Bryce right. and Tyler kind of have their own, mm-hmm. you know, look. You know, they have similarities, but they have their own unique look. What's it called um, when you're not identical? Fraternal. Yeah. Fraternal yeah. twins. Or as I like to call them, fraternity twins. <laughs> Well, the future, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uh, that could happen. It could in the same fraternity at the same time at the same keg party. Other famous football twins, the uh, Barbers, Rondé and Tiki, mm-hmm. yeah, who had long NFL careers. You got the Kelsey brothers now with Travis and uh, Jason. Jason, yeah. D- Dwayne Harris uh, played here, and then Derek, Derek Harris played here, and then Reese Wiggins' brother came in from Clemson. Can't remember his name. Oh yeah, Reese Wiggins. That was one of the brothers, Troy D. Hype guys. Which one? Uh, He played defense, right? I thought he was a yeah. I thought he was a receiver, like his brother. Where did he Where did he come from? Clemson. Oh yeah, not not Tyshawn Die, 
but he's a running back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do get I get fired up when we get the guys from Clemson. In. <laughs> I do. I fall for it every time, Clip. That was uh, that, that was is tough. a weak point for me. Corin Wiggins, defensive Corin. Yeah, yeah. I did hear good stuff about him. Yeah. So. I, see, the problem is I talk to my Clemson people and they never like tell me like oh anything bad about these guys. You know, they're always pumping you up. Oh, we hate to lose him. He was just getting ready to break through. What a pickup for you! Yeah. Probably be They're one of the best players on the team. And yeah. then I just, I'm just eating it up like, you know, <laughs> ice cream on a hot day. I'm just keep it, it coming. Down. Yeah. But anyway, um, here's my favorite twin question. That some of my, I have some friends that have twins that have a boy and girl twin, hmm. which I think that would be difficult because at least like when the boys were growing up, I just buy. They could share stuff. You like that it. shirt? All right, get two of them. Right, exactly. Go. Right. You know, you just go to the the boys department, the men's section. In the men's the section. The twin section. Yeah, you don't have to go to both it sections. In the twin section. Yeah. But uh, so how I, many buy one get one deals did you hit on the uh, clothing? Or buy one get one half off? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I have some friends that have boy and girl twins, and every once in a while they'll get the question, "Oh, are they identical?" Oof. And people are being serious. Yeah, that's not a... Uh, no, they're not identical. <laughs> one's a boy, one's a girl. If they were, would you rather the dude look like a chick or the chick yeah. look like a dude? So don't, if you see twins that are boys and girls, don't ask the parent if they're identical. The answer is always no. Yeah, kind of like asking a woman if she's pregnant. You just don't do it. Yeah, don't do that. You know what? Just don't ask questions to like that to anyone. Uh, Have you ever done that? Which one? I think the pregnant question no. to somebody. Or congratulations. Or no, like hell no. No. <laughs> Why would you? No. I think I've almost done that once in my life. And <laughs> Troy I, said it to me one day. <laughs> no, Troy. No. Oh, when are you expecting? <laughs> What'd she do? Uh, no, nah, man. Yeah, that's gotta... just, a, you're right. That's just a good policy. Even if they are pregnant, just to not even recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, because it, nothing good. Like, what, oh congratulations like what do you say and they'll say and if they're wrong oh you look so big yeah. I, it can be taken the wrong way no matter what yep there's no real upside in recognizing that for a guy to a woman exactly yeah just life lessons here we're passing yeah, along on that's true lessons. and i think the younger generation needs to hear this that's right all right let's uh, get a break in we'll come back troy uh aaron Rodgers is talking have you heard any of this? I, I have not. Right, Man, I've been so it. bogged down and so busy. I haven't even heard it. Like, just day-to-day stuff. I have not heard any. I've been out of the pocket with news and stuff. I've only heard about 15 seconds of it. You're going to think this is fake, but it's real. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about his offseason and some things he's been into, and it's a new Aaron Rodgers. Is and he turned, like, kind of bad boy? Like, you know, kind of like Phil Mickelson? Sounds like he's joined nah, the cult. It sounds yeah, like he's, joined the he's cult. like okay. gone off the deep end okay. kind of thing. Because yeah. I like this new Mickelson's like it gives zero, you know what? Doesn't yeah. shave. Like he's got the beard. It's got sh- yeah. Five o'clock shadow. He looks like a Drinks, villain. Yeah. Bets, I mean, he's turned into damn John Daly. Stinks at golf. Now, I can't believe they haven't hired Daly for the, the live tour. Yeah. Just because he's a popular guy. Right. right. And he'd fit right in. I hear like when they were playing that uh, one. Uh, last weekend, they were like they play music like on the tee box and stuff. It's I think he's yeah. I think he supports it. I think he's come out and said he doesn't mind it. Yeah, supports it. He'd, be, right. he'd be like perfect for it. Yeah, uh, maybe they'll. Uh, he could be next. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll make you a winner on the other side. We got the Aaron Rodgers comments. A cult. And more. What's that? He's in a cult. He should be an Indianapolis cult. 
because he's in a cult. Uh, we will take a break. Come back. That was bad. Back with you after this. <laughs> Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We'll make you a winner coming up at the end of this segment, so stay tuned for that. We've got Troy D. Chandler Honeycutt here in the Pirate Radio studio. C.J. Schaefer, Shirley Rhodes producing today's program getting ready for some football football is on tonight it is indeed eight o'clock troy d nbc hall of fame game raiders and jaguars going and, and uh you guys were mentioning this earlier um i was on a call but who's doing the broadcast all right so al michaels gone i know like i like al michaels he's like, gonna be on amazon this is weird so i will be seeing her street which uh, is also weird that's weird yeah so, but my i'm like i like mike Tarico. He's not Al Michaels. Okay, so Tariko's on the call. I like Tariko on Monday Night Football. Another guy touched him. You touched Tariko? Yeah. Yeah, shook his hand when he was here in Greenville doing a Thursday night game in the 90s. I don't know if you know. Yep. Well, we won't get into that. There's an old ESPN book that you should read. (laughs) Yeah, he's touched a lot of people. Yeah, there you go. But not like, I'm just, I was just a shake it was a formal shake handshake and you said a phrase there troy uh, that kind of segues into the next one here's a guy that's going to be with mike Tarico, chris collinsworth okay so, so he stays there. yeah well they do still now i will tune in for this will they still open with Tarico? one shot and then zoom out and slide in got to chris collins i think that continues got to if it, that, if it doesn't, then I'm going to be because that, that stays with Collinsworth. That really wasn't an Al Michaels thing. Yeah. So I I think they keep the system the same. Yep. I like Rico it. opens it up, fade out. Yeah. Slide and then he in. slides in. Yeah. Which is hard to do. We're on we have chairs here that are on wheels, and we struggle just getting in and out of them. Clip. So I mean to be able to slide. Yeah, like, it says like more that. about our shape than anything else. <laughs> but I mean to be able to slide like he does. Yeah. I mean that's a, that's somewhat of an athletic move. I mean, or does he have someone pushing him to help him? Doesn't take a lot to impress you, does it? <laughs> well, no, they you, perfected you think, it. You know, they make it look so smooth and so easy. Yeah. But how does I want to pay attention a little closer? How is it so perfect? And how about that producer in the truck? All right, Tarika, pan out, pan out, send in Collinsworth, slide, 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 slide. and Push. then they like high five after. Yeah, yeah we nailed it. Yes, like, I mean the, it's uh, gotta. Now, I wonder if it started by accident or if it was done the first time by design. You know, because first down, Pirates was an accident. When John C. Moore, rest in peace, was doing the play-by, the stadium announcing when I was in college, he flipped the microphone off by accident after he said first down. There was a pause. He realized no one heard Pirates, and then he turned it back on, and he said, Pirates! 
and everybody cheered. Wow. And that's how that started. Where does it say first down? Pirates. Interesting. That's a true story. There's some lore there for you. Oh, I miss that guy. What a great voice. Yeah, MP, we still have the liner that runs yeah. uh, every now and then. Where you can hear it. Cedric Van Buren on the carry. Ball will be spotted on the hooky. Did you know him? I mean, you were younger then. Did you like? What did he do other than that? I, like, I don't know. Yeah. He called the station once, and this is back when we had voicemail, and uh, before he passed, and he left us a voicemail saying how much he loved pirate radio, and that he loved we were using his clip oh, on wow. the air. And it was before I think we had a good way to capture that, right? Because I, oh my God, I would, that thing would be worth gold. Yeah, I'd pay big money if we could somehow save that. Wow, that's awesome. And play it on the air, but uh, never got. I don't know if I ever have a chance to meet him or not. I think I talked to him on the phone one time, and that was about it. That's awesome. Yeah, Shirley, do you remember that? That's back in your. Time I time. do because a certain someone forgot to uh, write down his phone number before you. They, it was sent to voicemail. Uh huh. And you were quite upset about that. Oh, yeah. Was it, let me guess, was it a three-letter certain someone? Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. My blood pressure is just boiling thinking about that. I just had a PTSD moment thinking about that. And I want to say we may... With Wes Hines. We may still have that voicemail. So I'm going to hunt it down. We were going to get him, I could have had him as a guest on, you know, this show clip many years ago. And uh, Wes doesn't take his number down. Uh, let me just give you a voice, man. And this is like pre where you could just Facebook somebody or like. Right. This is like you really had to track somebody down. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Like this wasn't. He's, there was no social media back then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, Shirley. You, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry to uh, upset you there, but uh, I am actually. You know what? I've got it. No way. Wait, yeah, is this I the, have wait, it right wait, here. Wait, wait. Is this the voicemail or is this just the first down pirates? No, this is the voicemail. Oh, get out. Here it is. Troy's Troy, my name is John Seymour, and for 18 years I worked the ECU football games and uh, was the instigator with Ron Dickerson of uh, uh, the First Down Pirates. And uh, recently I heard my voice on your radio station, and I was very honored, very humbled to hear that. I thank you for using that. I wish you would continue using it. Thank you, sir. Wow. wow. God, I, just got, awesome. I just got goosebumps. First of all, great find, Shirley Rhodes. That's why you're the best in the business. Well, I thought uh, when, when I, you brought I, it up, I, I didn't I was think like, we saved it. I thought we lost no, it. No, uh-uh. We, we, oh, God, we, that, that's getting me all emotional right there. We saved Humble. the message. By the way, I'm friends with John C. Moore's son, Johnny. Do we have so, his clip, the first down pirate clip? I, we do. Let's play that. All right, for, give for, me just a Especially for second. younger pirate fans that don't understand. John C. Moore was like the original stadium pa guy he's what morgan aylers does now and he was just absolutely had this incredibly deep awesome voice we, more, we just heard it yeah he, was, um, he had more of a southern I'm accent humble. than yes. i was anticipating in that phone call but god that i mean that is like is that the endorsement of all endorsements yeah and that I, was I, very very I, early thank you for using it i want you to continue to use it yeah yeah and, and what we, year was that probably oh four three yeah it, it was yeah. somewhere it was early, between it, it was the was early o- days of pirate yeah. radio yeah all right I've, so let's here's the way that it used to sound like in the stadium where it is a first down man god that just god. brings back such great memories the crowd going pirates that is just every time it, it, that is just 90s pirate football at its best right there 
And then, so can you play that voicemail one? Sure, more absolutely. Time? I just, hold on, I want to turn the mics off and just soak it in for a second. All right, here we go. Troy, my name is John Seymour, and for 18 years I worked the ECU football games and uh, was the instigator with Ron Dickerson uh, of the First Down Pirates. And uh, recently I heard my voice on your radio station, and I was very honored, very humbled to hear that. I thank you for using that. I wish you would continue using it. Thank you, sir. I mean, so... Back in the, I wanted to have him on the show, and for whatever reason, because Wes didn't get his phone number, he could have got his phone number and then sent him a voicemail. You know, thanks to the voicemail, we have that memory because he's no longer with us. But uh, we we wanted to have him on and interview him. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think we. I don't. Surely, I don't ever remember connecting with him. Do you? No, we did not. We were, uh, and if I I had, you know, of course, uh, it wasn't long after that that he passed. Yeah. And it was it was quite a few years. It was almost later, like but, one of those things, like he wanted to make you know reach out to everybody he felt he needed to. Almost maybe yeah. you know. Yeah, that, I mean, like, hey, yeah. I want to thank these guys for doing that, but I want to thank him. You know. Yeah, and it, and it was and it was so unfortunate because of the timing of everything. I didn't I didn't actually get to be friends with Johnny until many years later. Yeah, or we could have had a connection or there. we could have had a connection yeah. there. I could have gotten him on. But what a great voice! What great memories! I used to always love at the end. You know, thank you for attending, Pirate fans, and remember, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that every time. That's a on classic. Great that throwback. Was, that was great really, throwback wow. Thursday. Wow, I, that is incredible. That, I, awesome. that almost got me. That almost got me uh, teary-eyed right yeah. there, Shirley. For real, man. That, that stuff gets me. All well, right. Once again, you can add that to the list you, of things I make Troy do, you, which you, is cry. You know I'm a softy on the inside. <laughs> you know I'm a softy. I know. I know. Uh, let's save Aaron Rodgers, and so we can just have this as the John Seymour segment. Okay. On yeah. Show. We need to like rerun this. Rack this up. Rack them. Uh, hot audio. Rack them. We do need Shirley Rhodes, however, to open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away? Um, I am going to give away lunch for two at Tiebreakers. All right. 317-1250. What color are you looking for? I'm going to go with color number 12. And when Shirley answers color 12 and says you're a winner, you have to say your best first down pirates or you can't win. Pro tip <laughs> at uh, Tiebreakers. Went to lunch there the other day. Switched it up, Clip. Got the CBR. You know what that is? Chicken, Chicken bacon, bacon ranch. ranch. Quesadilla. Quesadilla. Yep. Mm. Now, I'm not a big ranch guy, but I did enjoy the chicken and the bacon extra crispy, and I subbed the ranch. I think I had them put, like, possibly mushrooms in it or something. Uh, very good with a salsa on the side, I prefer. Mm. Uh, delicious. I have it cooked extra crispy. Perhaps you should, too. Troy D. Off Menu Tips. There you go. Here on Pirate Radio Live. Take a time out. Come back. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, congratulations to John Carden of Winterville. Picked up a lunch for two from Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. 
And it's the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Silverado. No winner. He texted me first down Pirates. Did he say first down Pirates? He did. All right, good. Way to go, John. Way to follow directions, sir. We appreciate that. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to this audio. First of all, classic segment, last segment. Troy's still giddy. That was cool. That was really cool to hear the John C. Moore voicemail. Yeah, wow, um, I forgot. I seriously didn't know we still oh, we had that. I thought we had lost that. Great find there, yeah, Shirley Rose. Thank you, Shirley. Uh, that made l- my day. Here's a different type of audio uh, from Aaron Rodgers today. From today. I believe saw this. Shirley, what's the account? Does it say the recount or something like that? Yeah, it's called the recount. The recount. So he's being interviewed, talking about his new lifestyle his off season and uh let's hear what he's been up to and my intention the first night going in was i want to see what i want to feel what pure love feels like that was my intention and i did Mm. i really did i had a magical experience with uh the sensation of feeling a hundred different hands on my body imparting a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors. Um, And I came back and the pandemic hit. So I Mm. went from this incredible bliss in Peru to a pandemic uh, back in the States. And the first part, if if you remember, pandemic was actually incredible. You know, living where I, yeah. where I live in Malibu, the skies opened up and were beautiful. Yeah. It seemed like the ocean was bluer. There's a lot of positivity that came from that. You know, we're going to take a pause for two weeks, you know, and a lot of people like coming together. There yeah. was a, a lot of the human spirit was really shining beautifully mm-hmm. in that moment. That obviously got replaced by a lot of fear and yeah. uneasy and death and different things. But, but um, I really feel like that set me on my course to be able to go back in to my job and have a different perspective on things and then to, to be way more free at work as a leader, as a teammate, as a friend, as a lover. And I really feel like that experience paved the way for me to have uh, the best season of my career. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. What the hell (laughs) was that? He's a quarterback of a football team. I mean, it's not like he's... He even sounds different. Like, first of all, when he's talking about having 100 hands on him, I thought it was Deshaun Watson talking for a second. hey I was getting confused. (laughs) hey That was perfect stereo right there with you guys. I thought I was getting confused between these quarterbacks, (laughs) but this is Aaron Rodgers, you're telling me. Yeah. Lee. Um... He has I, been introduced, Troy, to psychedelics. He's using some psychedelic drugs. He said helped him win back-to-back MVPs. i to be honest, man. I think Danica really messed this dude up. <laughs> he has not been right Troy, since. you can't blame Danica Patrick for oh, everything. Oh, yes, I can. You can't blame her for every wreck. You can't blame her for this. She has not. She's wrecked him. <laughs> he, has, he was fine up until then. A human wreck. No, I don't know. Like, I, Hey, look, good for him to be yeah. all, like, I don't know, like, into him self and stuff i mean it's always good to better yourself yeah yeah this sounds like i don't know this is kind of getting a little out there for most people i'd say he sounds like he's possessed 
Uh, Mike P Mike. thinks he's been in Green Bay too long. Says, sounds like his head is literally made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, interesting guy, that Aaron Rodgers. Kind of different than uh, than what we've seen. You know, Tom Brady, and he's got the Brady, the TB12, and is into some, some stuff. But well, Brady eats healthy and he, works out like a fiend. He has pr- remained pretty much the same guy yeah. throughout the years. Oh, absolutely. And he's entering 22 years. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers is an old vet who has certainly changed his image persona over yeah. the years. Uh, Mike says Aaron Rodgers broke up with Olivia Munn. At that point, I knew he wasn't right in the head. So he's had – he had a was with a celebrity recently too, an actress. I can't remember her name. But, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, you know, he sounds like he's struggling. Not struggling. Like you ever had a hundred hands on you, Troy? <laughs> no. And what was Would it you about? Like to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and, and think about? about that, like just trying to get a... Okay, so a hundred hands would be 50 people. To get 50... Just to, to have 50 people around you that could touch you would be hard logistically, don't you think? I would. Because by the time you get 20 people, even if you're laying on a table, it's like too crowded. Like, how do you get that many physically? How many people can you? How bad would you want to be one of those 100 people so you can say you touched Aaron Rodgers? I want it. <laughs> Deshaun was halfway to 50. Yeah. He's halfway but I mean, I, there. 100 hands on? That's Think about it, the logistics of that. Look, well, those, those if drugs you, are uh, do some talking for you. If so. you go to a concert that there's a mosh pit, sometimes there's quite a few people that you wind up touching. You could get 50 people to touch you in yeah, a mosh pit. I was thinking all at the same time. Maybe it's not. Okay, may, okay so you're so, talking in general. Right. I thought it was like all at once, like lay hands on them. Like if, this, it's, if it's over like a mosh pit, sure. Yeah. This is like a touch a truck of him, but it's touch a quarterback. Right. And everybody. I envisioned him like him. laying there and people like touch, like, you know, like a healing deal. Like Stop disrespecting me, bro. Aaron Rodgers. Can you play the beginning of that again, Shirley? I want to. Oh, God. I, I just went. Oh, man. I just want to hear what he when he said a hundred people touch like all at the same time. Maybe it's just one at a time. I swear I thought You know it was he's speaking it. figuratively, right? No, I I, I want to hear this. <laughs> How do you know? The first night going in was I wanna see what I wanna feel what pure love feels like. That was my intention. And I did. Mm. I really did. I had a magical experience with uh, the sensation of feeling a hundred different hands on my body imparting a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors. All right, so okay, maybe it was no, over Maybe it was called? over a week. Dude, you're tripping. Yeah, that's what you're called. Tripping. That's what that's he called. Maybe, maybe he was at like, uh, what is that place called? Hedonism? <laughs> and uh, he had a hundred hands on him over the course of the weekend, or something. But those uh, hands yeah, were yeah, hands yeah. of his ancestors. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Explain that, that one, Troy <laughs> D. <laughs> right, you got me. You stumped me. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Bottom line, we don't he's, know. Like then, the graphic was funny for folks that couldn't see it. We had a picture of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you came up with that, CJ. It's like getting weirder and weirder by the day. Yeah. Well done, CJ. He wants to feel pure love. By the way, like. He's a quarterback for a football team. We cover a football team. What if this was Packer Radio 92.7? And those were the kinds of interviews we were getting every day, Troy. 
It'd be deep. That would be, yeah. yeah. Well, we did talk to the quarterback this week for ECU. Our guy's out got, there, too. We got a Bigfoot story out of him. So I've got a mini update yeah. on that when we return. Uh, did I, you ever receive video? Or I, I do. I have an update on that also. We probably have the same update. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Do you want to hold no, on? We'll we'll see. Let's see. Let's, take do you wanna, let's hold it. We have a potential Bigfoot update. The, the Grimesland Bigfoot. That's right. Big feet. Uh, <laughs> We're going to update that story. We're going to advance the story on the other side of this break. Please. Back with you on PRL after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. Uh, the Dow was down 85 points at 32,726. The NASDAQ was down 50, or excuse me, up 52 at 12,000. 720. The S&P dropped just three points at 4,151. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we've got updates. Holden Ehlers on Monday told retold the story, and a lot of people heard it for the first time, that he was driving uh, home from Conley practice one day and saw what he believed to be not only one Bigfoot, but two Bigfoots uh, in a field right. going towards ground. Well, he said it was one of them was walking on all fours and then got up and walked on its hind legs like a person. Yes. That was I, the I story thought it was from Monday. He said, no, it was absolutely a Bigfoot. So I reached out to him. I said, look, uh, I need to see this. Please send me the video. And not only that, we'll, we'll put this on Pirate Radio. And with the power of Pirate Radio, I think we can make this thing go viral. You know, on the social media, and we'll give Holton credit for it. Holton's pretty popular guy too. But he said, uh, "Heck yeah, that sounds good." Then he sent me a picture. He said, "It's on my old phone. Let me find it." And then his old his uh, he's got to figure out a way because his phone had low. It's this is a problem. Low disk disk space. Mm-hmm. So uh, has LDS low disk space. Not enough available storage to get it transferred. So we're going to try and figure out a way to get it off the old phone to another device. Then we can put it out there, Pirate Radio, and let people decide. Troy, I also have an update. And like I said, it's the same update. He sent me the screenshot and everything. Trying to figure out a way to get it. Uh, He has no storage. And then I said, the big wigs at Apple that control all the power don't want this information getting out to anybody. This is a conspiracy at this point. It's local politics, bud. Holton's got proof that Bigfoots exist. And well, you've heard of big tobacco, yeah. You know, uh, how about big Bigfoot? Big Bigfoot is against this. Does not want it out there. Yeah. Holden said, "I." He said, "Absolutely, I sent it to every big shoot, big shoot show. I think big foot show, <laughs> and no one responded. So somebody's trying to suppress this. We have mm. uncovered. Un- That's uh, un- disappointing. Discovered, uncovered was what I was looking for. 
Well, a I'm, massive I'm not, conspiracy. I'm not ruling out that we can't get a hold of this video still and find a way to get it transferred to where we need to get it out there. If we can find I the John Seymour voicemail, then damn it, we can find this <laughs> The video. public deserves to know the truth yeah. of what's going on in Grimesland. <laughs> there's something going on in Grimesland, folks. I don't know what the hell's going on with these bears. And now the uh, Bigfoot in Grimesland is going to call in and say, hey, this is the uh, Bigfoot in Grimesland. I appreciate you talking uh, about you guys me. talking about <laughs> Please continue to do your radio so. Station. It was excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Ah, uh, good stuff. Enjoyed it, Troy D. Fun times. See you guys uh, next week. We'll see you Monday. We'll yeah, be back is. here with you on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chan Man, Troy D. I am Clip Rock. Talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.